Wondrous Realms podcast group presents The Realms of Omnia. wish that we could hear Jarvis say now recording like in the actual recording um just yeah I always want to say hello to him um <laughs> thank you to our lovely discord bot for recording this session tonight is the 10th episode of the realms of omnia so very happy to have everyone together um and super grateful. Uh, I just realized, due to some memories and stuff on social media, that the Realms of Omnia turns a year old uh, tomorrow, or is it or uh, the seventh? It's the seventh. Today's only the fifth, so yep. two days. Uh, Thursday. Yes. So two days from now, the Realms of Omnia will be officially a year old, which means I've been doing this for a year. Um, I'm gonna try to plan something extra fun for that but in the meantime we've got everybody here tonight and uh where we last left off involved leaving fortuna's realm and porting immediately back into their bodies in the realms of omnia uh however they found themselves suddenly equipped with a lot of cool new goodies uh some had weapons or new abilities uh out game everybody leveled up which was pretty neat and uh, so we have several level fives and one level six, correct? Due to some deck of many things shenanigans. Is that right, Halkerin? Uh, yes, correct. Okay. So we've got some up and coming heroes who are starting to move out of just their local range. Um, starting to gain, gain some more notoriety. Um, they immediately began to tussle with some ominous members of the cult of umbra including knocking their new sworn enemy adern off of his beloved horse and uh to be quite uh. frank yeah kicking kicking his ass uh, very heavily uh however he was able to escape due to uh an ethereal uh stride from his uh nightmare and they continued to whoop the crap out of the rest of the cult of Umbra, which um, they soon after discovered that the bodies uh, had been decomposing much longer than a few moments uh, after eliminating all of them. So that began to raise some questions. After some debate, uh, they ended up deciding to go back to the warehouse, which did not take them very long to relieve the uh, the villagers that had been separated from the main group and to hopefully free them and reunite them with their friends and families back at the treetop village. So all of our problems would be solved, right? Uh, wrong, unfortunately, considering the fact that the villagers were all in incredibly poor health and looked as if that they had been untended to for weeks. Um, Daniel, whom has associated with our party on a few occasions, and the brother of a certain barkeep, gave as much information as he could, and our adventurers decided to help these poor souls back to the village, um, where they're going to hopefully regroup and utilize some of the new information they learned. Because somebody got a map 
due to a Fortuna IOU. Is that correct? I believe it was Halcorin, but I think... And he had uh, Tiff look at it to memorize it because the Outlander background is insane. <laughs> I love it. Tiff is just insane in general. Uh, yes, I believe I held on to it, but I had Tiff memorize it. I am so angry at that... Uh, at that comment, Nicholas, not the one that you audibly said, but the one. Okay, so I, for for our listeners, I said that Adrian, I can only think of Sir Slicer from fucking Adventure Time. The sad thing is, is he probably does kind of look like that, and I never really put it together. <laughs> it's his armor. Yes, his armor is indeed. We do not own the rights to anything from Adventure Time. Please do not yell at us. <laughs> Please, Pendleton Moore, we love you. Yes. Um, what was it that we used to say with stuff? Oh, we do not, like, uh, copy. Or we just started saying copy, right? That used to be one of, like, our catchphrases that, honestly, I'd love to put on a t-shirt in reference to Wonder of Realms. <laughs> something about, like, uh, we don't own the rights to the content on this t-shirt or something like that would be fucking hysterical. <laughs> that is actually really funny. Love that. Okay, but yes, so uh, there is a map that the adventurers have that will hopefully lead them further into the forest to discover the lair of this mysterious force that has been draining the life out of the forests of Naturai. Um, alas, we have pulled up to the edge of the village. Dawn is breaking. Uh, the light starts to slowly warm the horizon. Um, the sky is beginning to turn that really um it's still very dark but uh there's just that like hint of orange that starts to really warm and fade into a, a deep blue um Tretha, i will say that um you're still a horse at the moment but that's up to you when you want to break that tiff you have been pushing the cart uh the villagers are all kind of asleep inside um Again, this this travel did not... I was going to say it didn't take very long, but if I'm going to give people the benefit of a short rest, it probably took at least a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, especially considering that um, it was an uneventful journey. So those of you who were not pushing or drawing the cart, uh, you may take the benefits of a long rest if you were actually resting. If you think you would not have rested and would have remained alert, um, that is okay. You're just only going to get a short rest if that is what you elect to do for role-playing purposes. Um, oh, and uh, I just want to say hi to our number one fan, uh, Rebecca, because they actually just messaged me saying they don't know when we're starting, but they wish us all the best and to have fun and that they can't <laughs> wait to hear it. So. <laughs> Aww. so, hi, Rebecca. Thank you for listening. We hope that you hi, enjoyed Rebecca. the session. <laughs> and... Uh, on that note, uh, yeah, so since it is still very dark, you hear the sounds of the forest, um, although it has become much quieter than what, than what you remember. You know, there isn't the sound of animals rustling about. Um, it's still, there's still this just negative energy that hangs in the air, and um, a mist almost settles over the forest. Uh, since it is still very early, things are quiet here at the Treetop Village at the moment. You don't see anyone um, as the as the cart is rolling up. 
and uh, I'm just going to hand it off to you guys. I know I didn't do a fantastic job describing the setting, but nothing has really happened yet, so. <laughs> I think uh, Tiff would probably just, like, stop pushing and kind of collapse on the ground in exhaustion. Okay. Just kind of like... I, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I could use a drink. Tiff, since you're going to do that, can you make a constitution check for me just to see how your overall health is doing at the moment? Yeah. I would say make it with disadvantage because you have been up all night. Sure. That's an eight. Yes, you are absolutely exhausted. Um, you are incredibly strong, and you usually show good endurance. However, you not only are wielding this giant new great axe that you're still trying to figure out, um, but you've been pushing this cart that's not really designed to carry people. It's more so designed to carry produce. And although the villagers are all in poor health and essentially almost skin and bone at this point, uh, many of them are, they also are all asleep and not really helping you, so it's it's pretty much dead weight. You do have the benefit of Tretha, uh using horsepower <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to draw the, draw the um, cart, you know, further through the woods. But also you've been pushing over rough terrain. Uh, there aren't very many streets and paved roads in the in the woods of Naturai. So, uh, yeah, with that lower roll, I'm going to say you are... Dead tired. Um, you probably are aware you need to eat something and at least sit for a little bit before you go charging into your next fight. Yeah, well, I don't know if we. I don't. I know we don't use the um, exhaustion system too much, but that's an option too. Um, I'm not going to give him exhaustion yet. Thank you for pointing it out. I do like to use it occasionally. Um, I'm still also trying to find that chart that I mentioned in the last session about some lasting injuries. Um, Ooh. But I still have not been able to find the same one that I've been looking for. Uh, so I'm I'm not going to do anything like that at the moment with the exhaustion. Um, but it is something to keep in mind. Tiff, you probably would be aware that if you don't at least take a breather for a minute, because of not even just the physical, but the emotional toll that has happened on you lately... As well as the fact that part of your soul is no longer in your body. Um, you just feel incredibly drained. And you would be aware that if you go on much longer without um, taking some kind of a rest or relaxing or trying to take it a bit easy, that you will start to gain exhaustion points. Okay. So... Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, stick, I'll stick with my previous statement of needing a drink while being on the ground, kind of pooped. Okay. Come on, this one's on me. Shit, Spooky, you mean it? Yep. All right, I, ugh, I'm going to need some help getting up. If you'd be Are so we going to make sure that everyone gets home? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, they are all still currently asleep at the moment. Uh, they are not really aware that... The cart stopped. Okay. So. so they don't chime in anything when you mention that, but your your fellow companions may. I think we should leave them be for now. 
They've been through a lot. Let them sleep for now. I suppose we can let them sleep, but does it make sense to leave them out in the open, in a cart, all alone? I can stay and watch them if you guys want. That would be fine. I'll stay too. I'll probably stay as well. I have no need for a drink, but Tiff, you should get some food at least. You know, food sounds amazing. You're 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 smart. <laughs> is, is whiskey part of the food here? Oh yeah, the three basic food groups: whiskey, meat, and something else. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm trying to allow room for role play, by the way, guys, which is why I've been leaving some pauses here. Also, because there are so many of us. Uh, obviously, I know playing on Discord has made it a bit hard to figure out when to chime in or like when the DM needs to keep the story rolling. So I do apologize for any like gaps, but I want to allow you guys to be able to interact with each other. So sounds good. Um, but if half of the group is staying behind and half of the group would like to move into town, uh, can I just get a head count of who would be going to get a drink at what is Probably in our terms, approximately like five five thirty in the morning. <laughs> five o'clock somewhere. Katara <laughs> uh, well, is staying with the villagers. Thank you. Okay. Childa's staying with the villagers. Thank you. Halkarin is also staying with the villagers. Okay. <laughs> Raitha sees people kind of like starting to either settle in the cart or move on, she's gonna like change back into her regular self and um, go I'm gonna stay at the cart as well because I've just been um, pulling it all night, so. Okay. I'm gonna so sit there and, uh, as well. yeah. Uh as you shift back into your um, elven form, Lacey, who had been kind of, you know, holding onto your mane of hair, has, um, sorry, I'm trying to remember exactly, like, what all Traitha wears and what Traitha looks like. Um, you just have, like, braids in your hair and stuff, right? You don't have, like, any kind of headwear. No, she doesn't have any headwear. She has, like, um, kind of, like, the sides, like, bits of her hair braided back, and her hair's, like, kind of half up. Yeah. So. Okay. So, um, Lacey probably is gonna... She was, like, in your horse mane and in your hair. As you start to shift, she kind of slides down. And she's going to end up back in, like, your shoulder region. Um, but she... Do you have any pockets? Like, does your outfit have any pockets, Tretha? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm, I think I might actually... Wait. I do have a pocket, I think, on the outside of my, um, 
my quiver. Okay. Um, if it's on like the outside of your quiver, yeah, she'll probably kind of like scrunch up her nose a little bit and give you a little bit of nuzzle and she's gonna actually uh, curl up in your equipment, like in your pack. So she uh, she kept you awake the entire time that you, you worked all night and now she's gonna get some rest as well. So you have your awesome. mouse with you. Um, Lupa is actually, since Tiff kind of, you know, sat down on the ground and is looking beat, Lupa is actually gonna uh, start like walking slowly in a circle how dogs do when they get ready to lay down. And she's going to curl up at your feet there, Tiff. So that's where Lupa is. And Kitten, of course, your your bear cubs are with you. And they're uh, happily snoozing. So so is it just uh, Strider and Tiff who are going to actually go, though? Sounds no, like it. I'll go as well. Um, but I want to try to bring Daniel with us if we're going to the underground. Um, let me see. I am gonna say, try to make a persuasion check to kind of wake him up. Okay. Persuasion, okay. Poke him with a stick. Poke him with a stick. I love that energy. Nat 20. Oh, uh, you go to, like, lightly tap on Daniel to kind of see if you can rouse him a bit. And it's like, before you even touch him, uh, he comes to and he wakes up. He almost looks rather anxious as soon as he does, as if he doesn't quite know where he is. Um, and he sits probably a little too fast for someone in his uh, current physical health. Um, but then he sees your face and he kind of immediately calms down and his, uh, his clenched fists loosen. and. Um, he seems more attentive than you've seen him recently. When you were speaking to him before he fell asleep, he still seemed not quite there, not um, 100% mentally capable. But as of right now, uh, the little bit of sleep has actually uh, drastically improved his physical condition. Okay. So he's awake and he's attentive. And uh, I'll say that he also smiles at you. Like, you didn't disturb him. Uh, he seems pretty positive. I know that Tiff and uh, Darkstrider are getting ready, talking about drinks and stuff. So Lupa, who had just laid down, is going to look a little bit uh, exasperated. And she's going to stand up on her feet a bit. And she's putting her nose into the cart to kind of check on the the sick villagers as well. Um, kind of nuzzled up against their grace. Okay. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Daniel, um, come on. I'm going to take you to your brother. He's going to yawn and he's going to stretch. <sighs> he says, yeah, I, uh, I'm ready to go. Let's, let's do this. But, and he looks around at his side and he sees the other people who are sleeping. Um, and then he kind of looks to the, the edge of the village again. And he asks, uh, what's going to happen to them? For now, we're going to let them rest. Um, some of us are staying behind. He nods. Again, he feels much more comfortable. Um, you guys are extremely renowned to these people at the moment. Uh, you've saved them now at least twice. And you're becoming regulars. Some of you more than others are becoming regulars around the village. 
Um, so knowing that at least a few of the seven people in your party are remaining behind uh, gives him that little bit of extra emotional strength that he needs to uh, physically stand up and kind of climb out of the cart without disturbing anyone. Mm -hmm. And um, he's still a little shaky on his feet. You can tell the muscles haven't been exercised in some time. Um, but he he's able to catch himself and uh, Lupa is actually gonna kind of allow him to, to prop himself up kind of against her. Like she's gonna assist him out of the cart basically. So this girl. Yeah, she's a she's a good service dog. <laughs> so yep, she helps Daniel and she seems insistent on coming with Daniel as well as Thergrace, Dark Strider, and Tiff. Um so we are indeed splitting the party in about half here. Um, is anyone going to be keeping watch specifically? I probably would. I was going to say I probably would too. Maybe in an opposite direction. Okay. I'll um, just keep an eye on all the, the people in the cart. Just make sure if anybody who starts to look really bad, uh, I'll jump in and help. Awesome. Thank you, Cholda. Um... Uh, if people can maybe type up their passive perceptions for me in the group, those who are remaining with the cart, just as a future reference in case anything happens. Um, but, Chold, I'm not going to make you roll anything for, like, seeing people's needs. They're pretty blatant what these people need, and many of them are just resting right now. So your attention is pretty focused on the people in the cart. Um, Kitten and Halkerin are keeping watch. Um, Tretha, are you, are you getting some rest? Yeah. Okay, so um, so it's mostly going to be Kitten and Halkerin who are looking in both directions. So on that note, I'm going to say that your companions who want to go get a drink or to reunite Daniel with his brother, uh, you guys are free to move into the town. Oh, oh we lost somebody. Who did we lose? Not me. Uh, are, you saying, are you implying that we are making our way downtown? <laughs> Walking well, fast, yep. <laughs> uh, so, I'm not implying anything. You guys are in charge of your own destiny, so. Oh, I don't know. Fortuna seems to think otherwise. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Um, yeah, Tiffa. Uh, Tiff's ready for a drink and to sit on his ass for a minute. So he'll probably start meandering in that direction. Hold on. What do you want? Sorry, I didn't catch that. My mics or my headphones are acting up a little bit. Try that again. Alright. What do you want? I want something big, strong, and quenchworthy. Like me. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I'll head over to the bar. Okay. So, oh, I'm hearing an echo. Uh, it's echoing off of Tyler. Mr. Butler. I'm going to talk again here and see if I hear an echo. Well, it, it can't be me. I've got my mic turned off. Um... 
Oh, actually, it looks like it's coming off of Maddie. Me? It should be, it should be fine. I just... It's actually stopped now. Um, did we lose someone again? Okay. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties. It's just really hard for me to, like, focus when I can hear my own voice in a round. <laughs> so, um, so, yes, you guys are making your way over to the underground. It's pretty quiet here, but it doesn't feel uneasy, I should say. Um, I mean, I guess you guys could make a perception check for me, just to confirm, but... Uh, a... 17. 10. Oh, no. What did Tiff get? 13. Okay. I mean, everyone's, everyone seems to be doing fine. Um, It was more than easy enough. I just wanted to throw it out there in case I needed to think of something interesting that may have been noticed. Um, I'll say with the, with the 17, um... You definitely can tell um, that everything is pretty normal. Um, however, it you just get this really, I don't want to say uneasy feeling, but the air feels very different um, than you remember it feeling. The last time you were here, however, there isn't really negative energy. It's not like the time you showed up and everyone was missing. Um, and you're able to pretty easily infer people are in your in their beds. But you get this weird sort of displaced feeling as you're walking through the streets. Um, you probably shake it off and chalk it up to the fact that um, it's early in the morning, the streets are empty when you're used to seeing them lively, and it gives you just that kind of uh, ethereal okay. eth ethereal feeling that uh, often happens to people when they see, like, abandoned places or are, like, out very late at night, so. Okay, uh, I got you. But everything is is good. Um, I mean, you see footprints that appear very recent. Uh, you see lights kind of on near homes, you know, like the, the embers of dying fires from the evening. Um, the rope ladders that lead up into the houses for the treetop villages are uh, rolled up. Uh, as they usually are when people don't want company and or are resting. Um, it doesn't take you long to get to the under underground. And um, instead of just going down the, the door, um, Daniel is actually going to kind of walk up ahead of you guys. Instead of taking the staircase down, because the way this works is it's like the biggest tree in the town. Mm -hmm. And there's a big winding staircase around it that goes underneath the ground and that's how you usually get to the underground he's actually um going to walk up onto the stairs and he's gonna say if you guys want a drink i'm gonna have to get the keys okay. well by all means um <laughs> yes the big tree is the bar nick <laughs> and uh and he'll kind of nod, and he'll say, you're welcome to wait down here, or uh, or you can come with me. I'm sure he'd be happy to see you. Do you need help? I, um... He... he 
I don't want to say that his pride looks hurt. Oh my god, Greg. I'm sorry. My players are chatting in the group chat. This is the thing about social distancing <laughs> while playing D&D. Uh, apparently now the underground is being referred to as a root beer, which is fucking hysterical, I may add. Uh, well done. So, <laughs> so I don't want to say that Daniel looks offended by your offer for help there, Grace. However, um, his the corner of his mouth twitches a bit, and uh, he almost looks embarrassed that he does need help, especially considering he's usually the bouncer for this place, and he was the light of hope for those imprisoned vis visioners, <laughs> villagers, um, and he's had been emotionally and physically strong for pretty much his entire life so this is a bit difficult for him to come to terms with and that's very blatant on his face uh however he'll give you a curt nod and um he'll kind of hold his hand out in like a, a gesture of maybe will you go ahead and help me but uh he doesn't want to like actually say it i'll take his hand and follow him where he's going. Okay. Uh, what about Tiff and uh, Dark Strider? What are you guys doing? I'll probably follow behind. Okay. Um, the stairs are definitely reinforced. They have seen your kind around here before, Tiff, so <laughs> you don't have to worry about breaking anything. Um, and since both of you are going, Lupa is going to kind of just sit on her butt, and uh, her tail is going to kind of flop back and forth against the ground, like it's just going to waggle back and forth a bit. And um, she's going to stand. She's going to stand watch like a good girl. So, best girl. Yeah. Okay. So, those of you who are going upstairs, uh, you you just walk up the staircase, uh, minus Lupa, who is being a guard dog, and Daniel is gonna. Um, He's going to kind of knock on the door as like a, a warning. And there's actually like a little doormat there. Uh, kind of out outside the platform that would lead into this uh, rather small kind of hut that's cushioned up in the tippy top branches of this tree. And where this mat is on this uh, staircase, there is a key underneath. <laughs> um, and he's going to open up the door and he's going to turn to Thergrace more so than Tiff. And he's going to say, uh, just give me a minute to make sure everything's decent. Okay. And he'll open the door and walk in and you hear some shuffling around a little bit, uh, followed by a very loud noise that sounds like uh, something is falling down. I'm going to push the door open and walk in. As you walk in, you will see <laughs> you will see Daniel um with miscellaneous furniture and items strewn about uh and he is currently being squeezed in a giant uh embrace by none other than the barkeep. Baby. Uh, and he returns the hug a little bit gingerly, considering the fact that he was near the brink of death. However, the barkeep 
doesn't really seem to mind and um they're they, they have a very like rough housing kind of kind of love uh kind of brotherly love that is currently destroying the state of their home <laughs> i love that energy yeah there's a lot of joy here um and there's a a big booming laughter actually coming from the barkeep uh who is the happiest that you have probably ever seen him he's usually very uh deadpan very serious kind of uh raising an eyebrow kind of guy uh is usually like the most sassy is usually the most i don't want to say friendly emotion cuz he's overall a pretty friendly dude but he uh he's normally a bit more composed and here it's just loud and boisterous and uh jolly so Therese is gonna kind of say I'm sorry I thought something bad happened and uh you'll you'll hear that laugh again <laughs> and uh the barkeep will drop Daniel down onto the ground and he puts a hand on his shoulder uh and he turns his attention to you and he says uh by the six I can't believe it told you we'd get him back I I should have trusted you and he's gonna uh kind of like side arm hug his brother again who is wincing a bit still at the intensity of his brother's affections. While Daniel has always been like the bouncer and a very strong individual, uh, the barkeep is half orc, so he's got a little bit extra strength. That is, uh... well, that and they're also like frail from being in the fucking cage so long. Exactly. Yep. So, but there's just so much joy that they don't know how to turn it down. So, love it. Uh, but yeah, the, the barkeep says that he should have trusted their grace. Uh, and then he's actually gonna kind of immediately let go of Daniel and his green skin begins to get a little bit red in the cheeks. And he, uh, he immediately kind of looks around at the state of his home and is blatantly embarrassed. Uh, you see empty containers, um, probably piles of laundry and stuff. Uh, this, this person has been living a bit, uh, I don't want to say of a sad life, but it's, you know, he's, he's been pretty depressed and hasn't kept up on his cleaning, and he's just kind of realizing now that there are guests in his home, uh, between Thergrace and Tiff, and I'm not sure if Darkstrider is here, but, uh, Whoever all is there that he wasn't expecting company. <laughs> so uh, he'll actually kind of start immediately uh, <clears throat> and he'll casually like try to pick up a piece of furniture that fell over. Um, he's going to kind of try to kick some of the trash underneath like his little cot and mm. etc. Um, he's trying to play it off, but. That's uh. That's Sorry, I was I was now. muted. <laughs> it's okay. 
Tip's gonna be like, <clears throat> well, now that that's over with, how about a drink to celebrate this reunion? And you're gonna see the barkeep, and he's got some dark circles under his eyes. Um, he looks very tired, and he's gonna give you that eyebrow raise that I was mentioning. It's very, um, it's very Dwayne the Rock Johnson people's <laughs> eyebrow, <laughs> and. Uh, he kind of puts a hand on his on his hip, and he goes, "You know what time it is." Well, <laughs> you're not here, Halkerin. Shut the fuck up, Halkerin. That was out game. Fuck off. Tiff's gonna say, "Well, uh, the sun's up, and uh, I just pushed a cart full of people for the last God knows how long. I think that I could use a little bit of a refresher." I also promised him one, so come on, bring on the drinks. He, uh, he's he's gonna have both his hands on his hip, hips at this point, and he's gonna let out a another booming laugh, and he's gonna go, "I suppose you're right." Uh, and he's gonna say, "Let me just grab the keys, and we can head on down." Well, alrighty then. So uh, he's rifling through the mess, and he grabs this ring of keys that really only has about two or three keys on it. It's not many. There's not a lot that he needs to lock up. Uh, and he's he's going to get ready to go down the stairs. And uh, the whole time, like, he doesn't want to let Daniel go. He kind of is dragging him around the house. <laughs> Daniel is going agree agreeably, so... They move down the stairs and they let you into the tavern pretty quickly. Um, it actually looks pretty good in the tavern as opposed to how it looked in the state of their home. Um, the place looks clean. It almost looks untouched. It looks pretty much exactly as you guys remember. Possibly even better because it's unusually clean. Well, that, uh... Oh, God, I forgot. Uh, I'm totally spacing on his name. Um... Childa's Alkalite. Um, Lurbuck. Lurbuck. Because Lurbuck stuck around to clean up because he was told to, right? That's what it was? As far as you know. Right, so, yeah. Tip will be like, wow, Lurbuck's really, uh, paying his way here, isn't he? That oaf, uh, the barkeep is gonna say, he kind of snorts, and, uh, he shakes his head, and his black hair kind of waves back and forth a bit, and he shakes it out of his face, and he goes, I've been cleaning up after him since he, uh, since you guys left. Oh, shoulder's not gonna like that. <laughs> eh, he's not so bad. Uh, he's been taking care of the the butcher stand for Jonathan since uh, everything happened, and he does a pretty bang-up job, if I say so myself. Well, that's good to hear. About that drink. I believe my friend requested something big and strong and left no other descriptions other than that. <laughs> this is why I like you guys. You always cut right to the chase, and he's, uh... 
He's going to take his place behind the bar, and he's going to pull out the largest mug that he has. And let me see. Tiff, this mug is so big that it is, it's practically a barrel. It's basically a barrel with a handle that he grunts to lift from behind the bar. <laughs> Great gift. Um, in fact, uh, the handle looks like it's been put in like a hole that had been uh drilled or you know carved out to uh create some kind of a tap and uh he can't even really fit it on the the bar countertop so he just kind of brings it around from behind the bar and puts it on the ground in front of you and unceremoniously he just starts pulling out all different kinds of bottles from behind the counter and begins to pour one after the other into this giant bucket. <laughs> uh, you will notice that many of these bottles are completely different types of alcohol. You're not even certain all of them are alcohol. And he is giving you the biggest, strongest drink that he has. All right. <laughs> Let's party. And I'll say, you'll say anybody else. I'm fine. That'll do. I, uh, he'll kind of nod at Thergrace and I'll say, yeah, I didn't take you, uh, for much of a morning drinker, <laughs> but if there's anything else that I can get for you or do for you, you let me know. Uh, I'm extremely grateful. I will. And uh, Daniel is going to start helping the barkeep because this looks like a lot of fun and they're just adding all kinds of ridiculousness to this barrel mug. Can I have uh, one of your regular mugs? Uh... He'll nod and he'll grab a mug and one of the bottles he's pouring into the barrel, he's just going to start pouring into the regular sized mug and he's going to slide it down the countertop to you. Do I have to roll to catch it? Uh, sure, go ahead for me. Just make a dexterity check. Why you asked? Nine. I mean, you you're able to Put your hand out and grab the mug, no problem. Uh, as it slides down the bar, however, it does. But there's still plenty left in there. Um, and you'll, as it, it kind of slashes a bit, uh, the bar keep it. In case you're going to clean it up. Yeah, I'll just uh, wipe up a little bit. And Tiff. Yeah. Is that us?
Tiff. He's freaking gone. Sorry, it was acting up. Can you try? No, I was muted, but everything was breaking up too. Can you try that again? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I just said that they've pretty much wapped up on your giant barrel mug, and it is quite the concoction uh, that right, is I'm filled practically it. to the brim. Tiff would like to take a sip. I'm going to need you to make a strength check just to make sure you can lift the damn thing. <laughs> Unless you're not trying to lift it and you're literally dunking your face in. I think Tiff's going to probably uh, kind of like, uh, I I'm trying to think of a good um trying to think of you know what he's probably just kind of uh if it's up to the edge of the brim he'll probably like try to like slurp a little bit off the brim first <laughs> yeah you don't gotta, you don't have to roll anything for that i mean you can just you can just slurp it um it is wrong <laughs> yeah as you as you drink it tastes what you imagine fire tastes like. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That'll is... put some hair on your chest, which is hilarious because Goliaths really don't have any hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is strong. It burns as it goes down. Um, but it's alcohol. You certainly feel more awake. Oh, good. I'll probably still need a nap, though. You also and, need some uh... Yeah. Hi, Milo. I know. I love you too. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll enjoy my gruel. Wow, that's uh, uh, things going on. The barkeep is gonna give you a minute to enjoy your drink, and he's gonna ask, "Where are the others? Are they okay?" Yeah. Okay. We got them all out, but. They're not in the best of shape. One guy in need of food and rest. And he's gonna look very relieved to hear that the other villagers are okay, as well as your other party members. Um, it, it seriously looks like there's been this weight just lifted off him that he's been carrying for a long time. And he's going to ask, what the hell happened anyway? All that we know is that we were out for a long time. We don't know how long. But when we finally came back to, we were able to escape and rescue everyone. They were kidnapped by a cult of Umbra. A cult of what now? Umbra? Shadow Realm. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, that, that spooky bitch that just kind of, you know, I don't know. Umbra, I'm assuming Tiff's probably starting to feel the buzz a little bit. Um, um, Dark Strider, make a wisdom saving throw for me. But yeah, they're, they're not great people. 23. Um, you hear a light growl. In the back of your head, uh, sounds a little animalistic coming from bitch, but but nothing more. You're perfectly in control here. So, um, yeah, as as you mentioned, this cult of Umbra, um, 
the barkeep is going to look really confused. He's going to say, I thought you were dealing with goblins. It's so much bigger than that. Well, I guess that's why you guys were gone for so long. It wasn't that long. I mean, it, 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 what, a day, two days, three days, something like that? Are you joking? No, I'm not one to joke very much, to be completely honest. Barkeep, how long has it been? You mean you don't know? No. You guys have been gone for weeks. In fact, the moon has almost completed an entire cycle. By the six. So we were gone for almost a month. We honestly had begun to give up hope. I didn't think I would ever see my brother again or anyone else important to me. And he's gonna slide a glass of water down to Thayer Grace. Um, I didn't know it had been that long. I, uh, I actually haven't even been opening the bar. There was no point with half the town gone and well, you guys. Every day has been a struggle. Not sure if we'd get any news or if those goblins and orcs would come back. Lurbuck has been keeping watch as he operates the butcher stand since uh since Jonathan left. I'm going to need something a little heavier than the water. Well, hey, how about you have a sip of this? I don't want to die. Well, you won't die. It's just a sip. <laughs> Come on. For your big old friend, Tiff. Here, have mine. I'll have some of his. Thank now, you. hold on, Spooky. I offered it to her, not to you. Uh, I offered to get you the drink in the first place. You know what? We'll call it a draw. <laughs> Their Grace is gonna just down Dark Strider's drink. She's stressed. Okay. Um go ahead and make a constitution giving throw for me just because you're small. Fair. And you're drinking alcohol at like 5 30 in the morning without eating anything or you know. 17. Oh, you're fine. Um it goes down pretty easy. And you're feeling good. A little tingly. Woo! Oh, my. I'll uh, take the empty mug and then just take a nice, like, scoop out some of Tiff's drink and down it. All right. I am going to need you to make a constitution saving throw as well. Unnatural 20. Oh, yeah. You, uh... You take a sip, and immediately your senses almost feel enhanced, I'll say, because you are suddenly hyper-aware of everything going on around you. Um, even Bitch seems to like it. You, you feel good. It's definitely strong. 
Uh, and much like how I said that Tiff is certainly feeling a bit more awake, you are too. Um, in fact, go ahead and make an insight check for me. Three. A three. Oh, okay. Well, on that note, uh, you're... Even though your senses are heightened, uh, you... Trying to figure out how to word it. Your senses are heightened, but there's no, like, noticeable difference. Like, you don't really care about everyone else in the room and how they're behaving, is what I'll, is what I'll say. Uh, Mm-hmm. I was basically trying to roll to see if you could pick up on any, like, subtext or emotional body language. Oh, no. I'm breaking up on Greg's end. Um, can everyone else hear okay? Yeah. Okay. Welcome back again, Greg. Hey. Okay. So, yeah, but uh, basically, Dark Strider, I was going to have you roll to see if, like I said, you could pick up on any body language or emotional subtext but nope you're just like woof feels good (laughs) um and the barkeep even puts out a little bowl there's some there's just water in it at the moment but lupa has come inside and she's kind of laying down by the bar and she's gonna drink some of that water barkeep isn't gonna try to get the wolf drunk so smart move but everyone's got a drink. Everyone's chilling. Uh, yeah. And Daniel's been a little quiet. He's just kind of sitting there. Um, it's almost as if he's in disbelief that he's finally back here. And he's listening to his brother talk about how things are different, how long it's been. And uh, he's going to ask, uh, where is Jonathan? And the barkeep will say, he was roughed up pretty bad after that whole thing happened with Lurbuck. And... When Lurbuck decided to stay, uh, most of us were okay with it, but Jonathan needed some space and some time, and he uh, he decided to go into the city, check up on some family for a little bit. And uh, Daniel will kind of nod, and he'll let, he'll let it go there. Um, yeah, but you guys are enjoying your drinks. Is there anything you want to do or talk about during this time? Or Nope, I'm just here for a drink. <laughs> I'm good. I think I'm Relief- okay. Easing my nice, worn muscles. <laughs> okay, so I'll say you guys kind of pass some time having some drinks. Um, the, the, the day continues to move forward the sun is rising in the sky not that you guys can really see it down in the underground so um we'll bounce back to the rest of the group real quick where you guys are with the villagers um with all your passive perceptions and everything uh you've been aware that the forest feels really empty over here and that nothing is coming your way and uh you haven't encountered anything while you've been waiting but some of the villagers are starting to stir in the cart as the sunlight reaches a point where it shines through the gaps in the trees and uh, it begins to feel more like daytime. Hmm. 
So you said there's nothing like unusual that we see, but we do we still have that like slightly offness? Um go ahead and make a perception check for me, Nick. Twenty-one, unnatural. Yeah, and with that I'll say that because of how high you rolled there you've begun to place that uneasy feeling as time has passed here. And, like, more time than you feel you've been away. Like it's been a month. <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, the world has moved on without you. And it's just a feeling that's hard to place and hard to describe. I gotcha. Okay. Um, so, uh, Kitten, Cholda, how are you two feeling about all this? I just want to get these people back to their families so they can stop worrying. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a long time for normal to return here. Definitely. But as soon as we can, we really do need to get moving. Things are only going to get worse. I agree. I think we need to move fast. Hopefully they come back soon. Yeah, I sure um, hope so. I think the villagers are starting to wake up a bit. Yeah, Seems they'll probably like it. sleep through the night. Yeah, and as you guys are talking, these people start to wake up more and more. The sunlight starts to rouse them a bit, and they... Uh, very similar to how Daniel reacted. At first, they're not quite sure where they are, and they rub their eyes, and, you know, many of them yawn or stretch, and uh, they seem to be doing significantly better after some rest, but are still, and they've also been treated to by Cholda and the others a little bit on the journey back, so they're, they're on the mend for sure. Nobody looks out of the woods at the moment, uh, so to speak. Everyone looks pretty um, like that, they're all they're all gonna make it. I would say you can gather Cholda, especially since you've kept a watch on them for the last few. I don't know if it's been hours. I'd say, but maybe like forty five minutes or so since the others left. Um, like I said, as that sun is really starting to rise and it's beginning to become morning, uh, as some of them realize. You know, they can see the town from here, and many of them can even see their homes. They all kind of, like, rush to climb over each other to get out of the cart. And several of them, uh, while leaning on each other and on the cart itself, are just profusely thanking you all. Um, and many of you will feel hands on you or reaching out to you. Uh, many people just want to shake your hands, or uh, some will even try to hug you. And they're, they're just kind of all surrounding you. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And they seem extremely grateful. Oh, well, you're also you're also welcome. We just want to make sure you're all okay. Can you all make it home by yourselves? Do you want any of us to try to take you home with, with us? Or, you know help you home um okay sorry about that Aaron 
Aaron's computer is not being cooperative. So, but we're happy she's still here. Um, Cholda, in response to that, uh, the one closest to you whom you were really speaking to will say, I, uh, I think we can get home safely, but thank you. And may the, may the six bless you. Oh, you're welcome. And, uh, they all kind of begin to go, to go on their way. Many of them help each other to the trees. Um, there's, uh, there's hollering up into the branches and, uh, voices that the people who are in the village haven't heard in quite some time, uh, call out to them. And there's emotion and there's, again, that same kind of joy that the barkeep and Daniel had, uh, just a reunion of families and of loved ones, neighbors, uh, co-workers, etc. And it's just a very happy time as voices ring throughout what is otherwise a very quiet morning in the forest of Naturai. Um, a call and an answer and rope ladders being thrown from the tops of trees. Uh, and it's almost as if those on the ground and those who are up in the trees are rushing down and up at the same time, uh, just desperate to be together again and to cling to one another. And there's lots of hugs and laughter and happy tears. And the, uh, the treetop village, everyone is safe uh, and everyone is home. And fortunately, there have been no casualties and all the, all the sounds are incredibly, incredibly positive. And it's very heartwarming to hear. Uh, very rewarding, I would say, as well. A little tear's gonna come up to uh, Cholda's eye, and they'll just uh, wipe away the tear really quick and just sort of, uh, you know. I see that our beloved uh, Tretha is typing. Okay, everything should be fine for her. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so you, Cholda, you especially are overjoyed. Um, and I also think it's a super sweet out game that you didn't get all offended that they uh, asked for the six to bless you. Uh, I think that's very awesome of you and that many of them um, will probably ask for extra blessings on, on your behalf because they, they know that you aren't necessarily of their faith because you've mentioned looking for acolytes and such. Um, so some of them may even uh, praise Azutazu in honor of you. So he's still my heart. Yeah, and they'll they'll audibly do this. I'll say so you, so you can hear it. So Cholda gets that little happy feeling. Um, and there are there are cries of thank the six, thank Azutazu, thank uh, you know, thank all the all the gods. Those who aren't very religious are obviously leaving those bits out but there are there are many here who believe and so whatever they believe in is being voiced and thanked for their role to play in this uh 
And it's like, for those of you who are not in the underground right now, who consider yourself religious characters who do believe in the six and whatever, um, that aching feeling of something missing, of like the gods missing, for a little bit is is healed. And it reminds you of the way people can come together and like the way that the realms are supposed to work is is united. So it's a reassuring feeling and that hope is not lost. So back in the underground, I will... What are your guys' passive perceptions? I have the perceptions for the people in the outside, but not in the underground. Tiff's is a 13. Okay. I don't know about Theragrace or Darkstrider, but... Sorry, I was muted. Um, Theragrace has a 13 and Darkstrider has an 11. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it to all of you, especially because I said Darkstrider's senses feel a little enhanced thanks to the drink. You guys do start to hear a bit of a ruckus outside. Um, you can all make an insight check for me. Nineteen. Eighteen. Uh, good, good. Eleven. Um, okay, so those of you... the Not so much the eleven, but the higher numbers for sure uh, can definitely hear loud positive noises coming from outside um a lot more like i said laughter and like screaming happily to the heavens type stuff um and you're aware that people are waking up yes tiff is exhausted and getting a bit sloshed so um you're probably not paying as much attention tiff to noises outside because you're just focused on recuperating a bit but Darkstrider and Theragrace, and I'll, I'll say that the barkeep, too, is aware that there are noises outside, and he kind of smiles a bit and looks to Daniel, who smiles a bit, too, and nods, and they kind of, uh, they share this, like, unspoken happiness between one another of just, they know what those other people are feeling, because they're experiencing it here, too, so... Awesome. Sounds like everyone's up. It does. Do you keep an eye on Tiff or go check on everyone? Sounds good. I'll head uh I'll head upstairs and kind of regroup. Bye, spooky. Thanks. All right, Dark Strider, as you head upstairs, yeah, you see what I've just described to everyone else, and I mean, you heard it long before you made your way up the stairs, so you are able to quickly regroup with the others who, especially Cholda, seems rather happy uh, and content. The cart is empty, um, and the streets are full of people hugging one another. And you guys are, are back together, but Fairgrace and Tiff are still in the bar. <laughs> Tiff's gonna once again be like, are you sure you don't want to try a little bit of it? This stuff is amazing. Um, Theragrace is gonna look at the barkeep and just kind of, like, 
like motion her head towards it as like a question like is this shit dangerous i'm gonna send an emoji to describe his face right now because i can't (laughs) physically do it i know exactly what emoji is maybe if my computer will let me i use this emoji actually a lot so uh give me two seconds as things load i'm gonna try to do it on my phone because my laptop is being a brat okay It is this one. (laughs) (laughs) And he's gonna uh, shake his head a little bit. Yeah, he's got, you know, those those teeth showing like, don't do it. Uh, I wouldn't if I were you. Uh, Meanwhile. Their grace is gonna laugh a little and say, I'm really okay, Tiff. Thank you. All right. Well, there is plenty here. And uh, between... And he's gonna he's gonna lean over and he's like, between you and me, I, I don't think I can drink this all myself. <laughs> there is just gonna laugh. And uh the the barkeep kinda chuckles and he says, Well, I think we'll probably have more people in here. Uh before you know it, that may be able to help you. Uh Tiff because he, he overhears your conversation to her, because he's, like, right in front of you, so. Oh, yeah, he was definitely not being, like, he was trying to be subtle, but it's definitely not a subtle thing. Yeah. Um, the barkeep will actually pull out another mug from under the counter, and he'll take a small scoop of the liquid out of the bucket, and uh, he'll pass it on to Daniel, and then he'll grab another mug, and he'll grab a little bit for himself. And they'll, uh, They'll cheers, their mugs will clink, and the liquor will slosh, and they'll both down their drinks very quickly, which causes Daniel to cough very hard. Yeah, Daniel's uh, fucked up right now. Like, this might kill him. He's got nothing <laughs> else to him. You can tell that this is not their first rodeo. <laughs> um, so you're saying I've got drinking buddies in this town. This uh, this concoction is probably something that the two of them have made together in the past. And I'm here for it. The barkeep seems to take his uh, much better, though he uh, well, he would normally probably he looks almost as if he wants to tease Daniel, but he thinks better of it because he's just so happy that he's here. So they have their drink. Um, although it is very early in the morning. The people outside who are extremely overjoyed, they too almost have the immediate thought of, let's get a drink. Uh, (laughs) And you guys start to hear a rather large crowd move towards the underground. uh, Because since it's underground, you can literally hear the footsteps stomping above you. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) (laughs) These people are ready to celebrate. It has been almost a month since they've seen each other. Uh, Although some are in much poorer health, just the camaraderie of being together and sharing a drink, there's nothing else like it. So I imagine it's actually what it'll kind of feel like to get together with everybody again after this long quarantine. So, Oh, it's going to happen. So 
There is just unbridled joy, everybody. Uh, those of you who are not in the underground will see a surge of people moving in that direction. I will also say that Lupa, who was laying down and drinking her water, suddenly has become much more attentive. And uh, she's got her eyes fixed on the staircase. Valid. Yeah, Tiff's just gonna enjoy the uh, the festivities, and uh, you know that's that's all of his that's his only plan right this second. So, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that anyone wants to do or say? Uh, Darkstrider wants to tell everyone at the cart that how long they've been gone. Okay, uh, yeah, so you walk back to the group, and, uh, while they seem, the, the happiness is rather infectious, so while they seem happy, you, uh, you Break still not take this uneasy feeling, knowing that it's been almost a month, and, yeah, you go to tell them, so. I'm going to see, uh, Dark Strider approach, and, uh, Childress just going to be, like, <laughs> They're so happy. I'm so happy. I'm going to go in and just give him a really big hug. I'll, I'll let him hug me, but I won't hug back. I'm well, happy, Mr. Spooky Person. I'm so happy. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this is all something that you need to know. What's up? I'm going to disengage the hug. I'll look at him and say, what's wrong? We spoke with the barkeep and uh, turns out that we've been gone for almost a month. Huh? A month? Yes. My gosh. Well... You mean they, where did the month go? Was it during or, it must have been during when we were unconscious, but gosh, a month's a long time. Yeah. And honestly, it only felt like it was a couple of hours. Exactly. That means that. Cult of Umbra has had a lot more time to get ready for whatever they have planned. Well, that's really bad. As soon as we're able. I agree. We ought to teach those those dummy heads that worshipping darkness is a bad thing. I'm going to whack them good with good old Mr. Punch here. That's nice. Isn't it? I just came up with the name myself. It reminds me of this puppet I saw one day when I was doing church services. And oh, you don't want to hear about that, I'm sure. You're the, you're the grumpy type, Spooky. I know you. <laughs> Um, when Cholda says that 
darkness should not be worshipped. Um, you hear a bit of a snarl in the back of your head, Dark Strider. And, uh, and you hear muttering about how... Sorry, I'm trying to think of exactly what she would say. Um, you hear this just... It's almost hard to make out kind of muttering about how darkness should be I'm sorry. I had something in my brain just went away. Uh it darkness should be feared and not coveted. Hmm. Yeah, I know how you feel. I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Are you talking to me or to bitch? Bitch, but I mean it's that loud. I'm going to look at you and say, what? What do you mean? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay, and Tolda's going to worry about it. <laughs> Same, Tolda. At, at this point, because um, Halcaron was over there too, um, I'd probably like speak up and be like, Derek, is there something you need to say? Uh, just, just bitch a uh, voice in her opinion. Do I know anything about bitch at this point? Um, I don't know if Darkstrider has openly discussed bitch with you, Cholda. Darkstrider really hasn't openly discussed bitch much with anyone. Oh, okay, then, um, I... As far as I know, is that that correct, Drew? I would think so. I don't recall really mentioning her a lot. And... And you really so have like reiterated what she tells you, and most of the time it's most of the time it's not even so much a voice in your head as like an emotional gut reaction to things. Um, mm. But you you feel that she actually is becoming a bit stronger of a presence, mm. and. She's continuing to go on and mutter to herself, not really paying attention to the concerns of your companions here. And, um... Who's bitch? Yeah, she says that we, uh... We became the darkness to defeat the darkness. Only we will wield its power. Hmm. Well, given that we're after the cult member, that's probably something to tell a lot of you. But so I don't have to repeat myself, I'd rather we wait until all of us are together. Um, okay. All right. I'll, um, is everybody else in the, the bar place? Yeah. Well, if that's okay. Is, is there something that's gonna affect us? You need to tell us. And I will. I'll give you my word. 
we'll go see if we can get a booth table. I'll be right back. I'll hold you to that, Derek. You and I haven't all always seen eye to eye, but well, with all this going on, I really hope I can count on you should the need arise. I hope so, too. And I'll probably just kind of turn and also start heading down to the bar. Bitch will kind of muse over this a bit, uh, Dark Strider, as you're having this conversation. And she says, we haven't ever needed anyone before. I guess we never really gave anyone the opportunity. Just remember that you are mine and mine alone. I know. Yeah, she, uh, she doesn't seem very fond of the rest of the group. There's not really a disdain, but, uh, you do always feel especially weird around Halcarin in particular, Darkstrider, and that became inherently... Like, it became felt a lot more deeply, especially in this moment. You almost have chills. Um, there's, a, there's a tension. There's this unspoken tension. And although Halcarin has said he hopes he can rely on you in a way that makes it seem as though, uh, you know, he considers you a, a companion and that he would like to be able to trust you. Uh, you you can tell that, yeah, bitch, j bitch does seem a little jealous. And the more that you talk to Halker in there, uh, the more aggressive she seems to get. Hmm. So, that's just something to keep in mind, I guess. Um, All right. While Cholda has gone to get a seat. Cholda, you are pushing past the crowd of people. Um, and they're actually making way for you uh, out of respect. So, you do get to be one of the first down the stairs. And you see uh, two of your companions. Uh, Lupa, who's... Hale starts uh, thudding against the ground. Do you hear a, like a like every time her tail hits something? Oh. <laughs> Hi, good girl. How yeah, are that, you? Like, that like super loud thudding noise of a tail hitting a solid object. <laughs> and she uh, she almost breaks into a smile uh, as more people start to come down the stairs and. Uh, she she pants a little bit happily. Oh, good girl. Yeah, some of the villagers, you know, are like because wolves are are pretty massive, you know, yeah, compared yeah. to like dogs and things. So normally the underground is a place for like the roughest and toughest kind of bunch. Obviously, when Daniel has been a bouncer in the past and has only let select people in, and it has been kind of a breeding ground for ne'er do wells and tough guys, but uh, really, just about everyone is making their way over here, uh, especially with no bouncer. 
And some of them are giving Lupa kind of the side eye. Um, but she seems very excited and she walks over to Childa's direction and she kind of rubs herself up against some of the people like as they're coming down the stairs. Uh, and a few of them start to like reach out timidly and give her scritches in which she is very, very content. Um, so much so that even her leg starts to go a little bit. Like she's kind of sitting and thumping her leg a little bit. Uh, as many people give her lots of pets, especially since Childa is praising her as a good girl. The best girl. She must be protected at all costs. <laughs> um, before I go and do anything and like secure a booth table, I'd like to go into my ration pack and break off a bit of like, I imagine my, it says that the rations can be like beef jerky or like hard pack. So I'm going to pull out the ration that's like a hard tack and uh, break off a bit and uh, give it to her. Oh, she wolfs it down. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> she almost a little too eager, eagerly uh, snatches it out of your hand. You gotta be careful, girly. Don't bite off my fingers. But you're a good um, girl. Her eyes get real big as she looks up at you when you say that. And um, her ears kind of flatten a bit, not in an afraid way, but in like a I'm sorry way. And she just kind of licks your hand. I'm going to pet her behind the ears like, oh, it's okay, good girl. Sweet baby girl. And she goes back to like panting happily. I'm going to finish uh, petting her and I'm going to tell her, you know, I'm going to go look for a table. You be good. Um. You have your pick of the tables, Chola. <laughs> Literally, no one has sat down yet, and uh, there's tables, there's there's booths, there's bar stools. You know, at the that's where uh, Thayer Grace and Tiff are. Oh, they're in a booth, or or, or they're, no, they're they're like at they're like at the bar, right? With okay. the barkeep and Daniel, and there's you see an absurdly large mug of. What you can only presume to be alcohol that uh that Tiff is just losing himself in. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of can I sneak up behind them and like surprise them? Uh, make a stealth check. Okay. And Tiff, make a perception check. Okie dokie. Holy shit! Okay, here we go. Do, 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 do. I don't own the rights to this song that I'm humming. <laughs> Is he trying to scare their grace too? I mean, he's. I'm having uh, Childa roll a stealth check so we'll we'll see uh there grace you can roll a perception check as well if you would like okay, yeah i it's a solid 19 ooh i got a 17 
Okay, Thair Grace, I'm gonna say that you don't notice Cholda sneaking up because Cholda's stealth roll was higher. However, Cholda and Tiff rolled the exact same, so I'm gonna say what's gonna happen is, Cholda, you go to sneak up on Tiffany, and Tiffany goes to turn around at the exact same time, and you guys end up, like, face-to-face with each other, and you end up startling each other, because neither of you was really aware that the other one was going to be right there. <laughs> I'm just going to kind of stop and first, you know, my face is going to be like, <gasps> and then I'm going to be like, <gasps> hi, I was just going to come over and talk to you guys. Jelly Belly, how you doing, bud? Hey, do you want a drink? This is this is good stuff. Oh, sure. I'd, I'd love a drink. Uh, um, get me a glass, please. Um, I was just about to tell you too that I am going to get us a booth because um, we all uh, some of the we've all been talking and we want to get together and um, the spooky guy he wants to uh, say a couple of things. That can't be good. Mm, well, he's been talking to himself too, so. Maybe he's having an onset of some strange psychosis. I don't know. Oh, my 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 great uncle was talking to himself, and then we just left him when the tribe moved. So I, I don't want to leave Spooky, but you got to do what you got to do. Great continuity, Greg. Huh? <laughs> I said great continuity because I know you've mentioned that before. Yes, sir. Um, well, hopefully it doesn't have to come to that. Hopefully it just comes, if it gets, if it's really bad, it just comes to, we'll talk about when he talks about it. Anyway, I'll, uh, sneak a cup of whatever you're drinking, Tiff, and then you and Thayer, whenever you're ready, can meet me over at the booth. All right, have at it. That's good. The barkeep will slide over another empty mug, uh, in Cholda and Tiff's direction upon hearing this. And, uh, he adjusts, he has his hair kind of half pulled back, uh, so he kind of adjusts that very quickly, and, uh, rolls up his sleeves a bit to his forearm, and starts pulling out multiple mugs and, and whatnot, as he sees that he's about to have very many customers around seven o'clock in the morning, you know, perfectly normal bar hours. (laughs) So, he, uh... He kind of enlists Daniel's help, like, he just kind of, like, tilts his head a little bit, like, are you gonna come help me back here? And uh, Daniel will get up slowly and head behind the bar to help him, and they start wiping down mugs and uh, getting getting things prepared for a little bit of a shindig here. All right, and... uh I think Tiff's gonna grab the mug before Cholda can grab it and fill it up his, you know, fill it up to the brim and hand it over. I'm going to take it very politely and say, thank you. I'm going to take a whiff. What does it smell like? <laughs> Coffee. Oh, <laughs> You guys are so mean to them. Cholda? This smells like nothing you have ever smelled before. It smells... 
like your nostrils kind of burn a bit as you inhale it. Um, whatever it is is incredibly strong, but and you you don't really drink, do you? Nope. I think I've only had one other drink one time, and uh, yeah. it was bad. So you have you have no idea what this is. I'm gonna say. Make an intelligence roll for me. Okay. Damn it. Oh. Well, that roll didn't turn out good. Oh. That's a three. Oh, Childa, you... You have no idea what this is. And Tiff seems fine, and... There are a couple mugs out, so it seems that everyone's drinking whatever this is. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to just pick up the uh, tankard thing, and uh, I'll take it back to the table. And yeah. I'll, I'll just say, I'll see you guys real soon. I'll be sure to flag down the others, too. And then uh, as I you know, go and sit down at the booth and reserve it and everything, um. I'm going to take a really big swig of whatever this thing is. Uh, I need, you to, I need cool. you to make an immediate constitution saving throw. Okay. Give me one second. I'm shifting up my puppy on my lap. That's okay. Oh. Okay. Let's see if I have any modifiers. That's really low again. Oh. Okay, that's a seven. <laughs> Poor shoulder. Well, after you have this big drink, the room starts to spin a little bit. You feel a little dizzy. You feel very tingly in all of your limbs. I am going to say that due to you being a changeling, like you almost feel as if your body is changing shapes. Like, I'm pretty sure all my little subconsciously, like you're not doing it on of your own free will. Oh man, I'm I'm sure all my color spots are just like exploding, like a flamboyant octopus or something. Just like <laughs> all of a sudden, all these different <laughs> colors and textures. It's just like, what did I just drink? Exactly. Yep. I'm going to look at. <laughs> this is yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, but you don't feel like sick or anything. It's just weird. <laughs> Whatever's in this mug it makes me look pretty. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. Nicholas, that's not even an octopus. It's the closest thing I could find, okay? They're both cephalopods. <laughs> so Cholda has claimed a table. Uh, Tiff, Tiff and Theragrace, you are at the bar. Lupa is loving this crowd of people. Uh, the barkeep is trying to keep up with everyone's orders, but everyone is being very patient with him. Many of them aren't even getting alcoholic beverages. They just want a place to be together and 
celebrate. And you, uh, many of you hear talks of uh, people planning, you know, like a, like cooking certain meals and how we should be throwing a party and uh, we're gonna, you know, spend the entire day preparing for this big feast, uh, welcoming everyone back and it's lots of people working together quickly trying to finalize plans to uh, just continue continue the joy that everyone is feeling in this room at the exact same time. But what is everyone else doing? Is there like a corner table somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say there's okay. one kind of in the back. Okay, I would like to go sit at that corner table and get my bears out of my backpack. Uh, they're yawning and stretching as you pull them out of your pack. Are you just setting them on the floor or like in the booth or on the table or what? Um, probably in the booth, like we're having a nice lunch or something. <laughs> Maybe pull out some of my rations and give them some. You do, and even though you give them the same thing in the same amount, they start to kind of wrestle each other because they want the one that the other one has. Of course. <laughs> Siblings. And, uh, yeah, that is absolutely like a child thing. Much like how cats uh, kind of like start swatting a paw at one another, they're doing that uh, to each other uh, and lightly like biting at each other, but they're not being too aggressive. It's all friendly and cute. Cool. I'll watch them for a little bit. Just kind of relaxing since I walked along the cart all night. And uh, yeah, they're they're kind of rolling around uh, much like the closest thing I can think of is like in Lion King with like Simba and Nala rolling around and like goofing around with each other um, in just like a, a playful way. And in a, I want to stress in a sibling way and not in like a weird matey way because I don't want anyone getting the wrong idea. They are siblings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stop, stop that um, Okay, to be fair though, that is totally like they, they don't care about in the animal world. They very well could be, but I don't think they've hit that point in their life yet. Their babies do not sexualize my bear cubs. Don't do it. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, just because they're brother and sister, that's not going to stop them. Like, <laughs> Okay, okay, this conversation is over now. I'm the DM and I said no. And that's exactly why I blatantly said that. So that way, you would shut up, Nick. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't even going to say anything. I didn't even think about it until after you said something. So you should have just kept your mouth shut. No, because if I don't say it now, someone's going to go back and listen to the session. And then they're going to be all, like, making some kind of stupid joke. So I'm just putting it out there now. Anyway, the bear cubs are playing. was unbearable. Like good... The bear cubs are playing, like, good, silly and that is and they're enjoying being out of the pack and with Kitten who's like their mom yeah cause I killed their mom oh god terrible I mean on the, on the bright side they don't seem to remember it yeah true <laughs> so uh Kitten has her bear cut 
out. Throw um, Loki situation. No. What was that? Is this a Frollo Quasimodo situation? Oh my gosh. I hope not. But what else is everyone doing? Um, I honestly probably um, would have gotten like a beer um, just to kind of chill out. Because I probably just have a lot on my, on my mind considering... Um, what I saw in Fortuna's realm and shit. Um, so oh, I probably yeah, wouldn't please. be talking much, to be honest, but, like, I won't ignore people, you know? And now that the underground is filling up, it's normally a pretty small little tavern space, but considering most of the village is in here, people are starting to get, like, shoulder to shoulder. People are fairly crowded. Um... So people will be brushing past you. You'll feel an occasional slap on the back. Um, Halkarin, this is actually a very nice feeling. You've been here longer than anyone else in your party. I mean, you were kind of established in the treetop village before the rest of the adventures uh, came into this part of the story. Uh, you were yes, you were. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. It's been so long. Can anyone else hear her right now? No, I don't hear her. No, I can't. I thought maybe it was just me. Hey, yeah, I don't hear out. anything. I could hear you talking about like, wait, is it me? Okay, please hold for technical difficulties. I don't know if you guys saw my message, but I just got my dice molds in the mail. Oh, oh, yeah. Embrace being a dice goblin. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hello. I'm sorry. I hate this a lot. Honestly. It's okay. Hopefully next week we'll be able to play together. I know. Just doing sessions like this has been really stressful, and I feel bad that it feels slow and disjointed and mics and things keep cutting out it's honestly incredibly difficult for me so i do apologize um i was just saying how halcarin you have been here longer than anyone else and you've basically exchanged medicine for lodging and whatnot here in this treetop village and you use you are usually you are usually used to being treated with a cold shoulder or avoided at all costs unless absolutely necessary. However, now people are patting you on the back and they're not afraid to touch you or to thank you or to laugh with you. And it is a very different change of tone. Um, people aren't even, like, giving you the side-eye anymore, where once they might have sidestepped around you, now they're embracing you, uh, and every time people pass by you, you're hearing thanks and uh, 
Welcome oh, so home. it's basically like the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. As soon as I become useful, they actually like me. Yeah. Fuck this shit. I hate the story of Rudolph. I actually was trying to give you a very nice moment, considering your character has dealt with countless races. No, absolutely. I, I, would, I would honestly probably, you know, feel good that, you know, I've actually broken away from the stereotype. That was just me out gaming, making a joke. Okay. <clears throat> But I was just trying to say that although you have lived here for some time, now you actually feel like you belong here. Okay. And you're, you're considered one of them, which is really nice. And you haven't probably felt this way since you were with the monks in uh, Promisa Peak. So. Right, considering people don't like me. I don't. I don't want to say like everyone you've ever encountered has been mean to you. Even in this village, there have been some of those who are a bit more open-minded than others, but many of the superstitious and extremely devout have been afraid um, of like what your appearance may have meant. So, but now that, that fear has dis- it's passed. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would probably just kind of feel solemn and like happy, and just kind of thinking about you know how far I've come and like what all I've seen recently and shit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like be engaging in conversation with anyone in particular, but like I said, if someone were to talk to me, I wouldn't like ignore them. But I'm not like actively going for conversation. I'm kind of being a lone wolf right now. That's okay. Um. Yeah, they. I mean, it's mostly just stuff in passing, but I wanted to give you that moment. So, where are you? Where are you sitting at? I'm probably just sitting at the bar, to be honest. Okay. So, three people are at the bar. Cholda has tried to secure a table and is currently hiccuping and giggling and changing colors. And Kitten has secured another table where her bear cubs are playing. Shoulder by themselves at the booth? At the moment, yes. Okay. Um, I would probably notice that and go join Shoulder over at the booth. Okay. Since Kitten's got her bear cubs. Yep. Shoulder, um... Tretha sits down at the table with you. I'm going to just kind of look over at her, and I'm pretty sure she's, like, going in and out of focus. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to look at her and say, I don't know what I just had to drink, but... I'm changing colors, and I'm pretty. See, uh, your mug, Cholda? Mm-hmm. I'm going to just... Very... I'm going to try to gently push it toward her. I'm sure I'm gonna fail. Uh, go ahead and make, like, a sleight of hand check, Cholda. Okay. 
Oh my god, Cholda, you're not doing well tonight, let me tell you. That's a seven. You go to, like, slide the mug over to her, and a lot of it sloshes onto the table. Um, you have barely had any of this to drink, but <laughs> you're feeling good. Uh, Tretha, the mug gets over to you, but very sloppily. Okay, I'm gonna pick it up and, like, attempt to smell it, but I'm pretty sure I would have been able to, like, without even bringing it too close to my nose. Um, I probably would have been able to very easily recognize that this is multiple different types of alcohol, right? Tretha, this is the strongest alcohol you have ever encountered in your life. Okay, yeah, you are that's certain what I Childa, You are certain if Cholda drinks any more of this, that they will get very sick. If not, potentially die. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Well, Cholda, you don't really drink. This is true. This is, like, stronger than Asgardian mead, dude. This is... <laughs> this is the most epic of Long Island iced teas, or adios motherfuckers. Like, this is... <laughs> Excelsior! Exactly. Oh, fuck. You've barely had a sip, Cholda, and you're already this messed up. <laughs> Cholda? You beat me to it. I'm just gonna hold on to your mug, okay? But it's my mug. Alright, well, how about I go and get you a refill of something else, okay? But it's the Tiff drink. I don't want to make him mad. It's the Tiff drink, you say, huh? Mm-hmm. It came out of his bucket. <laughs> his bucket? Big, bad-smelling bucket. Hey. That explains a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he won't mind, okay? But he's so big and strong and he could punch me in my jelly belly face. And I don't, don't like cheese. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. You will? Yeah. Tretha, make a charisma check for me. <laughs> okay. That's a two! Yay! Cholda! Although Tretha may be trying to be helpful and kind and generous, and I'm sure that her voice exudes that, you are rather grumpy that she took your special cup. Maybe I should hold on to it. It was given to me and is special. And I'm thirsty. I really I'm don't 
I'm going really, to reach for the goblet, the thing. What was that? I'm going to reach for the, the, the mug. I'm going to pull it away from, from you. I'm going to try uh, to pull it away from them. Make contesting... Make contesting strength checks. I'll say you can both get a hand on it pretty easy. It's just about who's going to ultimately possess it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I rolled okay. a three. Oh my god, I rolled a three too! Yeah. <laughs> You both are gripping onto this mug and you're like rocking back and forth as you both are trying to grab it and the liquor is just sloshing all over the both of you. Um, neither one of you let it go. Neither one of you is letting go of the mug. You're spilling a special drink all over the table. Let it go. Hold up. I need you to listen to me carefully. I don't want to listen. I'm thirsty. I want a drink. This drink will make you sick. I am sick of fighting for juice. <laughs> this is not juice. This is alcohol. Hey, he is fighting for his right to party. Gotta fight. All right. Did... <laughs> Did you know that this was alcohol, Cholda? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Azuzu doesn't mind anymore because he turned a drink blue for me. Okay. Just so be I careful. Excellent continuity, Tyler. Thank you. You're welcome. So stop fighting me for my drink and gimme. Give gimme. Give Say I didn't warn you. And then I'll let go. All right. I'm this entire thing just blushes right in my face. Oh yeah. But you have possession of the mug. Yay! And the contents within. I am going to. Uh, I take another big swig. I'm just going to shake my head. Now give me a second while I look at the spells that I have. Cholda, make another Constitution saving throw for me. Well, considering the rolls I've been making today, I bet this one's going to be even worse. Oh my god, how did I guess it? Um, it's a three. Oh, Cholda, you down this drink very quickly, and you almost feel a little bit proud. You'll hiccup a bit, and you'll give Tretha a big smile, and you will proceed to vomit the contents all over the floor. <laughs> Um, as you do so, you hear a squeak, Cholda, and, uh, a familiar-looking little purple weasel oh, is no. going to start climbing up your body, uh, trying to run away from the puke, and it is scampering, like, all over your torso. <gasps> My little purple weasel, I forgot about him! Yep, oh, Prince God, is still the there. His name his name was Prince. <gasps> Prince. At least I believe that that is what it was. 
I'm going to be honest. I too forgot about the weasel and that's why I needed to bring it up. So it's there. Uh, but how can I be so stupid? Yeah, but you, you vomit everywhere and this weasel is scampering Aww. all over. It is not too happy. Oh my god. So that happens. Pratha, you witness Cholda stubbornly drink this alcoholic beverage and puke everywhere. I've been there. And um, you're gonna hear a loud all right. Who who threw up? I'm going to raise my hand and I'm oh. going to say me. I think I'm not for you and your acolyte anymore. You take care of it. And he's gonna uh, the barkeep is gonna ball up the multi-purpose rag that is stained from so many various uses, and he just chucks it in your direction. Oh yeah, he has had I'm enough of shit. Right now he had to clean up after Lurbuck's mess too, and you insisted that <laughs> Lurbuck was your responsibility. So he's beginning to just think that followers of a zoo to zoo cannot handle liquor. Oh lord. Um, very. Um, I wonder. Do I see Lurbuck anywhere? Lurbuck is not in here at the moment. Damn it. Well, I guess the prophet has to clean today. So I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to get on the floor and just start drunk crying and saying I'm sorry. It burnt my guts inside and out. <laughs> and I'll start cleaning. Yep, alright, so Childa is cleaning up their mess. Halcarin is chilling at the bar. Kitten has her cubs. Tiff has his barrel. Um, Tretha was trying to help Childa. I am not certain what Darkstrider is doing at the moment, uh, but... Fair Grace, the barkeep has been a little bit busy helping all of these people, but it seems that there's a lull, and he has decided to stop right in front of you and just kind of lean against the bar. Have you been this busy lately? I don't think we've ever been this busy. <laughs> you must be tired. I'm gonna, like, kind of try to lean over the bar, but I'm probably too short so I'm gonna kind of climb up on the bar and lean down and grab a drink and pour him a drink Aww, wholesome slide it over to him okay uh he'll he'll have a big smile and he'll go to he'll go to grab the cup and uh his hand touches yours for a moment and then he quickly pulls it away and uh <clears throat> nervously kind of just Looks at you, looks at the drink, looks back at you, and then downs the drink very quickly. <laughs> Therese is just kind of going to blush a little and laugh, and then um, kind of turn her attention to Tiff, but keep kind of like 
checking back at the barkeep almost. Yeah, there's a couple like <laughs> there's um there's some like side glances going on. Um he's trying to play it off casually. Uh you can go ahead and make an insight check if you'd like there, Grace. Okay. Hold on. Um insight. That's a twelve. You're, you're, you've turned your attention to Tiff, but the more you keep looking back at the barkeep, he seems to kind of be hovering in your general area. Um, he almost looks like he wants to say something, uh, but he just pours another drink and, uh, and downs that one pretty quickly, too. Maybe. So, maybe, maybe he's just relieved that everyone's here. You will also have noticed that he hasn't charged anyone for a single drink. Oh man, that is a poor way to do business, sir. It's you very know, <laughs> uh, So yeah, you've turned your attention to Tiff. I don't know what's going to happen now. It's up to you guys. Um, I'm going to kind of like put my hand on Tiff's shoulder and say, how you doing, bud? How am I doing, DM? Um, go ahead and make uh, another constitution saving throw. Hell yeah. Constitution. Here we go. <laughs> that is a six. Oof. Oh, buddy. I will say that you have had a significant amount to drink out of this barrel at this point. Uh, and other people have too, so the, the barrel has a significant dent in it now when it comes to the, all the contents within. Um, and you are feeling incredible. Uh you feel full of energy. Your confidence is through the roof. Uh, you feel like you could do no wrong. In fact, you feel so good, you want to give that cult of Umbra a piece of your mind right now. Hell yeah. You have uh, that little liquid courage thing going on right now. I, I would like Tiff to stand straight up. And he's going to grab his great axe and raise it above his head and be like, I'll tell you what. <laughs> We're going to whoop them asses with my big ol' axe. I got this from Tiffany. My name's Tiffany, too. <laughs> hey, uh, Tiff? Hmm? Why don't we wait till morning at least before we show them? Morning. It it, it is morning. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's. Morning. How about tomorrow morning? Ah, but I want to go now. Listen, no, I want yeah. nothing more than to give them payback for what they've done to us in this town. But now is not the time to relax. Enjoy yourself. You need it. Hey, Halcorin. 
You want to fight? (laughs) Excuse me? You want to fight, you little man? Why? You're... Shut up. Trust me, you don't want to do that right now. I think I could take you. I think you. I could take that cat girl. And I, I, I don't know. This this little one here, I'm a little terrified of her personally. But I, I know I can take <laughs> you at least. Well, perhaps you can prove it when you're sober. Bear Grace is going to kind of stand up on the bar again and like tap on Tiff's shoulder and then say, sit now. Oh. Um, that's even better because we've been watching Inuyasha. <laughs> I was just the gift. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know if, hold on, let me. Yeah, that's a one. Tiff's going to just look at her and go. Uh, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And he's going to sit down. Thank, Thank you, Thug Grace. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll, um, I'm going to be <laughs> not this sober. I would like the strongest drink you have, sir. You say that to the barkeep? Yes. He's going to gesture at the barrel that Tiff is drinking out of. <laughs> Tiff's going to hold it a little closer to himself because he wants to fight uh, Halkrin, but it's not going to happen. Um, so, I just want to say that after um, after Childa threw up and mm-hmm. was starting to, to clean up, I just would have silently gotten up um, lightly tapped his shoulder, like like a reassuring tap, okay. before walking over to the bar to get a mug of water. She's so wholesome. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and but before I got there, I I I would have stopped and just watched that entire encounter just happen. Um. That, yeah, that's fine. Um. So. I want to walk up to Tiff and tap him on the back of the shoulder. And then my face looks like Michael Scott in that gift that I just sent. (laughs) Tiff would like to turn around and make eye contact and be like, well, you want to fight too? I'll I'll fight all three of you. Tiff, make an insight check. Hell yeah. Why are there six of you? (laughs) Oh, that's a nat one. <laughs> Tiffany, you have no idea what this person wants. You even are struggling to remember who they are on a nat one. <laughs> Ouch. But this woman is in front of you, tapping you on the shoulder. Hey. Yeah. It's not nice to poke people. You know what else is it nice? Mm. tricking kind people into drinking alcohol they can't handle. Well, Tiff, they can't. Tiff, can't you feel be- a little bit of the wrath of God here. Oh, no. <laughs> You're a little afraid of this woman. It's it's a damn good thing that my soul's not in my body, otherwise it would probably would have went scurrying. Right. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, 
Miss uh, uh, Tretha. Tretha. Tra- hey. Hi, Tretha. I know you. Hi. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should um head in and take a a break for a while. I don't need a break. I'm the best there is. Okay, Mister Best There Is. How no, about no. you drink a mug of water? No, my my name is my name is Tiff, not Best There Is. That was a that was a uh, expression. Uh, Rolling my eyes so far into my head, you just see white. Oh. <laughs> Possessed. <laughs> by frustration, yes. By the the audacity of this bitch. I will say, Tretha, that like while the barkeep has been pouring all the alcoholic drinks for everyone, uh, Daniel has been setting up cups of water uh, in a little bit Thank of preparation. He's all too familiar with uh, how these people get down. So, get yeah, down I would just like to quietly give all of my companions a cup of water. Yeah, whether they were drinking. Or not, I just want to make sure everybody has water. You know this is going to be a, uh, out game. You know this is going to be a competition again. Like, Tiff's going to look to Halker and be Absolutely. like, I bet, I bet I can drink mine faster than you can drink yours. <laughs> Tiff, if you Absolutely. do that, you, you are going to throw up. Is that a challenge? I'll kick your butt. <laughs> There is going to look back at the barkeep if he's around and say, can we get that drink away from him? Um, He's definitely around. Like I said, he may flitter off to like help someone real quick, but he keeps going back to that same spot near wherever you are there, Grace. And uh, he'll, he'll raise that eyebrow at you that's very familiar. And he says, you want to try to be the one to take it from him? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, shit! Do it. I just, Wait, uh, you're gonna take the water from him? No, the the drink. The giant barrel that's probably bigger than Theragrace's. But, but I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, like, wag my finger, like, kind of motion him toward me, and I'm gonna say, but I can't lift that. He's gonna sigh. He's gonna close his eyes for a minute like he's trying to gather... Some internal and external strength. (laughs) And he's gonna actually kind of hop and slide over the bar as opposed to walking all the way around it. And uh, he's gonna go to to grab the barrel mug that is in Tiff's possession. Hey, hey, what, what, what are you doing? Tiff just... Please trust me. Let him take it. Oh, is he gonna is he gonna refill it? Cause uh, it looks like I can see the bottom of the barrel now. Yes, he is refilling it. Oh, that's hey. exactly what he's doing. What? What? Wait a sec, sir. What? What's your name? You're so nice. I I, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Uh, he's gonna give Fair Grace a look that just says like, really. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> uh, he's gonna kind of 
sigh dramatically and roll his eyes a little bit, but he's pretty good natured and uh he'll he'll nod and he goes to try to take the barrel mug with him. Tiff would like to uh I mean I'm just thinking drunk Tiff is just no filter at all. He's gonna nudge their grace and be like I think he likes you. He keeps looking at you funny. Um <laughs> when you say that he drops the barrel mug and alcohol spills everywhere. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, Did Katara see this from the corner? <laughs> oh, this is blatantly obvious. Even though it's packed in here, like, I mean, Tiff is big. Uh, most people have gone to, like, tables or are hanging out like wallflowers, you know, around the edges of the room uh, to give the people at the bar space. And uh, this this barrel mug, it made a very loud thud as it hit the ground and spilled everywhere. So, yeah. Um, oh, my God. You, you can see All right, it. So Katara then is going to loudly laugh and just be like, slick! <laughs> and, like, his back is turned to you, but, like, you can almost see the tips of his ears are very red. And he's, like, scrambling to try to pick everything up. Uh, and, and their grace is the bright. Oh, God. By the six. Um, she's gonna kind of, like, punch Tiff's arm. Like, like... Not that she's gonna do damage, but, like, a come on, man kind of thing. Make a strength check for me. Oh, boy. Okay. There are two ways this is going to go. I just need you to know that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, five? Um, she goes to kind of slug at you, Tiff, and it's comparable to, like, a mosquito bite. Like, it barely phases you. It stings for a second, maybe. Uh, but... I'm trying to... Hold on, let me see. Okay. Uh, I'm just letting the dice decide his reaction here, though, because, like, he is inebriated, so... Oh, yeah, I get it. He he's, get gonna, it he's gonna look at her, and you're gonna see his... Entire... Do you challenge... Me? I'm the best. She's gonna stand up and say, you know what? I do challenge you. Oh, shit! (laughs) Well, you name the game, and I'll kick your butt. Wanna bet? Yeah. I I don't have any more money, though. It it all disappeared. By the six. (laughs) she's just gonna kind of laugh and then like you know what maybe we'll revisit this when you're sober all right i can respect i don't know there's there's a little bit of a crowd forming they want to see this this challenge and this bet they there's some heckling going on in the crowd and like a like a slow clap is starting to happen 
I don't know. Is uh, is kitten is kitten a bit of an instigator? <laughs> I mean, she just flat out laughed at the falling be uh the falling barrel. I imagine she would be one to instigate as well. But obviously, that's all Regan's call. Um. Yeah, it's up to Regan. There's uh not so subtle exchanging of coins between people oh, who are no. muttering who are muttering. Uh Tiff is Tiff is the obvious uh bet here, but you'll actually see um the barkeep and Daniel kind of uh also participate in this now that uh, the barkeep has quickly resumed his place behind the counter. Uh, he's trying to act all business and casual, but uh, obviously he's still a bit disheveled and uh, nervous, and he and Daniel are muttering, and uh, the barkeep is pretty adamant that Thergrace is going to win. <laughs> Alright, little little uh, I actually, let me, hold on, give me one second. I do have a nickname for Thergrace, I just want to make sure I have the right one. Yeah, she's little one. Yeah. All right, little one. You name the challenge, and I'll take it. Well, um, a battle of wits, then. <laughs> well, <laughs> my brain's the brainiest there is. Let's go for it. Fine. Okay. So all the attention is on you. The room has gone unusually quiet. Um, everyone's kind of waiting to see what a battle of wits is going to entail. Yeah, I don't really know either. I just knew it shouldn't be strength. <laughs> but... Oh, Jesus. Um. Hmm. I'm just trying to think of what you would actually want to do. <laughs> I know, me too. I, I just know it can't be anything like arm wrestling because, like, that's stupid. You're just going to get yeeted into a wall somewhere. Rock, paper, um, scissors. Oh, Jesus. Well, you could keep it... Mm, a battle of wits. Like, are you trying to do, like, insults? Or are you trying to do, like, trivia? Um, oh, shit. Puzzle. Insults could be fun. Oh, God. Go for it. <laughs> Regan's like <laughs> Regan wants He's blood. Like, yeah, man. insults. Let's do it. Insults would work. Yeah, I like that. Well, well, whoever wants to go first. <laughs> All right. Yeah, typical. Uh... Strider. He's like, I'm gonna tell you guys all like my deepest, darkest secret, and everyone <laughs> else is just throwing up and fucking around. So I'm sorry for the wait, Drew. <laughs> no problem. Just for like. <laughs> Just for our sake, I feel like Dark Strider at one point probably would have went down to the bar and tried to just hang around the bar, probably. But after like things just kept getting crazier and crazier, he just probably went back outside to be on his own. That's fair. Um, I'll say that Lupa goes with you, Dark Strider. It's pretty crowded in here now, and uh, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna go keep you company, so at least you're not alone out there. Well, I mean, you always have bitch with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and she seems very tired of all these uh, festivities as well. She's anxious 
to go put an end to this cult of Umbra stuff. And uh, she, yeah, she's just very displeased with your companions. <laughs> so uh, she just keeps muttering about how we should just leave. We should, we should go. We don't need them. Okay, well, uh, if we're doing an insult battle here... Uh, yeah, be my guest. Alright, Tiff's gonna puff up his chest and he's gonna be like, You are so small that you're, you're like a bird because you also sing, and it's, it's actually kind of nice. I, uh, give me a second. Um, <laughs> oh, that's what it is. You think you're so tough, but when you have to puff up your chest and show your muscles, there's nothing there. Gotcha. You're trying. Um, Daniel is gonna elbow the barkeep on a very particular part of that phrase, in which the barkeep looks like he's ready to strangle him. <laughs> um, well, Theragrace is gonna use vicious mockery, obviously. Excellent. Um, so she's gonna say, Tiffany, you are nothing but brawn. You have no brains, nothing to contribute to the team except some muscles. And that's just mockery on that. Okay. So he has to make a wisdom saving throw. All right, Tiff, All right, make I'm, your wisdom saving throw, please. Yep, I'm uh, I'm pulling. <laughs> uh, I get plus zero to that, so we'll see. That is a five. <laughs> you had to beat a thirteen, so. Yeah, that uh, that cuts deep. Um, if yeah, basically the all she's saying you're good for is basically pushing the cart. And yeah. your pride is hurt because the name Tiffany is supposed to represent a leader. And uh, this would be a great time to mention some of those runes on your axe there, which you might be looking at as she's saying these very hurtful things to you. Uh, and it's just a reminder that uh, you have a lot to live up to. And if all you are is muscle that... Uh, Maybe you're not you're not worthy to wield the axe or the name of Tiffany. That's how I'm gonna roll it since you failed the save, especially so poorly. Um, I'm trying to pull up those runes here real quick, so bear with me, please. While you're doing that, um, I, that's actually exactly kind of what I was thinking as well. He's probably gonna take a look at his axe and like lay it on the bar and just kind of uh, clear his throat. He's gonna be like, <clears throat> well. <laughs> if uh, all I'm good at is being a workhorse or a meathead, then I guess you can find someone else to help you and save your ass. And I think he's going to make his way towards the door. Okay. Uh, his pride is very hurt. Yeah, he doesn't oh, feel deserving shit. of it. And he's, okay. his pride is severely hurt. Shit, Theragrace didn't want to hurt him. She just wanted him to like shut the fuck up. Yeah, the, well, it worked. 
the I will probably sigh, um, pick up his ass and follow axe and follow him out. Oh, um, <laughs> you're gonna pick up his ass. You need to make a strength check, Halcarin. Oh. Okay. Um, I have no idea what my strength is, but it's not good. <laughs> Same. I got a fourteen. You can't lift it. No. It doesn't even budge. In fact, as you go to touch it, um, make a constitution saving throw for me. Oh, no! 19. Sorry, sorry, 17. Um, you are able to drop it really quickly, so it doesn't really affect you, but as you go to touch it, those runes on the handle of the blade glow, um... They glow a very angry red, and it almost leaves a burn mark on your palm. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah. It it does not want you to touch it. Okay, so after that, I'll probably just try to follow them out. Those runes that you see on the handle, I'm just going to describe for our um, listeners. Wait, uh, Tiff, what languages do you speak, buddy? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'd imagine they'd be in giant because that's the language of Goliath. I was gonna say he knows common, giant, and primordial. So yeah, probably in giant. Okay. Yep, they'd be in giant. So um, if you're able to speak giant, you would see this. Uh, if not, I'm still gonna put it out there because Greg and I worked hard on this list. So I'm just uh gonna read it out loud. So there are eight runes down the handle of the ancestral axe. And in the language of giants, they state foundation, strength, might, willpower, perseverance, honor, leader, and rage. And uh, they look inflamed upon Halcrin attempting to touch it. And he goes off to... I don't know if he's consoling Tiff or uh, just trying to bring him back, but uh, yeah, the the mood seems to die down a bit. People were expecting a battle, and that got shut down pretty quickly. Theragrace is gonna like just kind of like turn back to like the bar and like put her head in her hands, and she's not really sure what to do. Um, you're gonna hear a light cough, Thera Grace. Um, like one to just kind of get your attention. Uh, <clears throat> and you'll you'll feel like kind of the tapping of fingers against the bar. I don't know. She'll like look up. Uh, yeah the the barkeep is there, and he's kind of got. A hand behind his head, like, scratching the back of his head in, I don't know. It's uh, kind of like a uncomfortable, like, I feel bad kind of pose, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of looks at you, and he, he says, uh, he says, hey. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't go as planned. And uh, he kind of tries to give you like a a comforting smile, and he says, "Ah, uh, don't don't feel too bad, little lady. He'll come around." 
I hope so. Uh, well, I mean, you're, uh, and he's kind of stumbling over his words because he, uh, doesn't really know what to say. Um, you don't have to say anything. It's, it's fine. And she's going to kind of like get up and kind of go toward the door because she feels real bad. And, uh, and he, and he's going to go, wait, uh. Please wait. Okay. And he's gonna, gonna he's actually gonna he's actually gonna come out from behind the bar to like follow you a bit. And he's gonna mm -hmm. say, Look, I I know that you you and he's really, really embarrassed. Like his face is very red and he this stuttering is very unlike him. He's normally very composed, and he, uh... And he says, you, you just got back, and I don't want you to leave. Really? Yeah, really. Um... Oh, oh okay, I'll, I'll sit, I'll stay. It's been, uh, it's been really quiet without you around here. Right, because I, I played the music, right? Yeah, your, your music, I, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty great, and I think you're pretty great, and... I, I'm sorry, Aaron. Aaron's gift. <laughs> it at least makes up a little bit for the fact we can't all be together in person. The gifts do. They're quite enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, but I, I think your your music is great and I you're great and uh, everything is, is great and it's great that you're here, and Daniel is fucking losing it behind the bar. He is very much doing the same thing as the gift that uh, our beloved Tretha has shared. Uh, and even the barkeep will actually kind of look over at him for support, and he gives him, like, a big double thumbs up and a big grin. <laughs> the race is just gonna kind of, like, walk up to the barkeep and put her hand on his arm and say I think you're great too and, uh, he's uh he's gonna give you a real big grin and uh and he's he's struggling because he's so happy but he's so anxious and it's really quite adorable I want to say like yeah he'll he'll kind of uh try to like casually grab your hand as you reach out to touch his arm and uh and then he's gonna like shake it really awkwardly and be like uh, I 
I I think it's awesome the way that you uh brought everyone back here and how you knocked that guy down a peg and how you uh I think I think it's cool the way you uh you you play your instruments and the way that you you style your hair and he just kind of like is stumbling over all these compliments and is like uh honestly to honest to god he was going to be smooth but he's rolling like shit so he's <laughs> acting in a very endearing and nervous manner um but he he says your uh your music gives people hope and you give me hope and everything about this place is better when you're here so I really don't want you to leave again. Their grace is gonna kind of like look down kind of sad because like she knows she has to go again mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to and so she's gonna like um she's gonna say do you want to get out of here for a second and you're gonna hear daniel go do it (laughs) and the barkeep is gonna give him a very angry look and he's gonna say yeah that sounds nice okay So yeah, you guys get to leave the underground. Daniel is going to take care of everything at the bar from here on out, and he's being sure to get those waters that Tretha ordered out to everybody. Daniel's a good bro. He Daniel is a good bro. <laughs> so you and the barkeeper going outside. Yeah. Uh... Everyone else, I don't know what they're doing at the moment. I'm petting Lupa. <laughs> yeah, Dark Strider. Um, you guys will actually pass Dark Strider as you go outside. Tiff, uh, wait. Tiff is like, I don't want to say pouting, but he's uh, disassociated completely. Yeah. I want to go up to him and kind of grab his shoulder. Okay, Tiff, you feel a hand on your shoulder. Um, I guess he's going to stop and just kind of drop his head. Come on, man. You're stronger than that. You're Tiff. You're the best. I'm not, though. Dark Strider, you see all of this happening, I'm going to say. If you want to get involved at all. If you don't want to, that's okay, too. But you do see it happening. Dark Strider's like, emotions, nope. Nope, nope. It's going to be a hard pass for him. Does compute. But but, uh, Tiff's going to be like, I'm not the best, though. I've, I've gotten knocked down far too many times to count ever since. You know, we've been going after these Umbra bitches, and 
I, I saw How tip. many times have you gotten back up? Well, just as many, but that's not the point. Like, I'm supposed to be the tip. The point is, everyone gets knocked down, Tiff. Not everyone can get back up. I guess you're right. We've I just... all dealt with it. And you're always the, the first to take get in there and try to take care of things, and I admire that. That little oh, so lady. You really get, are you really just gonna go back to bed without that act of yours? No, I, I guess not. I, I Tiffany would be very upset if I lost it. He gave it to you because he believes in you, and he knows that you're gonna do him proud. And then one day you're gonna hand it off to the next Tiff. Yeah, I guess you're wet. Get back in there. Damn, Halcorn being a true homie right now. <laughs> and maybe try to apologize to uh, not Tretha, their grace. Y'all suck. I'm sorry. You're both T's. It's kind of hard. <laughs> I do get you two mixed up a lot out game. I, I have fumbled the names too occasionally. I do apologize. No, it's all good, guys. Tiff's gonna. Tiff's just gonna be like, she uh, she really tore me a new one. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you both kind of got out of control. I didn't think I was too mean. I was just having fun, but she got personal real fast. I think she's just defensive giving circumstances. Don't take it too with too much to heart. I guess. Well, <clears throat> and he's gonna puff his chest back up to. Reinsure himself, and he's gonna wrap his arm around uh, Halker. He's like, "Come on, buddy, let's uh, let's go find our companions." And uh, you said Spooky's outside, right? Yes, uh, he Arthur. is. Yeah. Can I see him? Oh yeah. Tiff's gonna be like, "Oh, there you are, Spooky. Hey, how about you come inside?" I'm fine. Thank no, you. No, no, I, I insist. We we we're we're family. Not right now. All right, well, we got a spot for you. Thanks. Let's go get you some water, Tiff. Yes, sir. Okay, so you guys are heading back inside. As you do, you pass Air Grace and the barkeep. I think Tiff's going to give her a thumbs up as he walks past. Paris will just nod at him. Okay. So, it's just you and the barkeep there, Grace. She's gonna kind of, like, be looking at her hands a lot. Because she's not confident. <laughs> um, and she's gonna kind of say, like... Look, I know you want me to stay, but I, I, I can't. Yeah. I, have, I have to go. We have to destroy this, this force that's killing the forest and Umbra and everything. 
I had a feeling you were going to say that. But, and she's going to like look up at him and take his arm again and say, I will come back. And uh, he'll, he'll look at you pretty intensely and uh, he'll kind of nod and he'll say, uh, well, you, you came back this time and you did a lot for me and my brother and everybody here. It would be selfish of me to tell you not to go. Yeah. But look, am I reading this wrong or is there like I'm um, stupid? Uh, no, it's it's um the thing is um I'm not very good with um talking. <laughs> um I'm better with songs. Um, uh, and I <laughs> happened to write one on the way back. It's, um, it's kind of not great, but, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's stupid. Never mind. I don't think it's stupid. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I, I could, um, sing it for you. I'd like that. And he'll kind of, uh, he'll take you into like the shade of a nearby tree and uh, he'll kind of sit down with his, his back up against the tree so he can like get comfortable and listen to this song that you're gonna sing which Maddie if you don't want to sing in game I don't want you to feel obligated you don't have to no no I'll do it I'll do it I just have to grab my ukulele where is it hold on I saw I saw the comment Andrew we're all laughing (laughs) Uh, Greg just said that we need a crossover with Scarlet and Thera Grace where they sing and complain about their boyfriends (laughs) and their I love it I am here for it. <laughs> um, so, um, like I said, it's not um, uh, good. Um, uh, but whatever, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. He's, he's looking up at you with his very kind hazel eyes, and he's looking up at you, and uh, he says. It's not going to be good. It's going to be great because it's you. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um. Here we go. <laughs> mm. Okay. Here, sorry. I just got to get over my nerves. I got it. I got this, you guys. Yeah. Okay. Stories of my life, I've never wanted more. Love was never a plan, I always found it quite a bore. I always, but now I'm blue, 
I feel something is missing, a longing deep inside, one I've been dismissing. I keep thinking it will pass, this feeling deep inside, but it grows more every day, and it refuses to hide. What if love matters most? No, it can't be. Love has never been kind, and I don't think it's for me. But now I lie awake and wander through the night. What if someone's out there, and I pray with all my mind? Adventure used to mean one thing, but now that's not so true. For this life means nothing if I'm not next to you. Audibly clap because amazing. Maddie, get yourself some inspiration because that was awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, and he is just going to stand up and he is going to take your hands and uh, he is going to lean in for a big old kiss from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he's not going to die, Greg. <laughs> um yeah Thergrave will um like reach up on her tippy toes because she's hella short oh yeah he's like bending over too there's obviously a height difference between them um <laughs> and literally like as this happens uh it's very cinematic it is beautiful and there's like golden light from the sun that surrounds you guys and as you come apart he reaches into his back pocket and he pulls out a tarot card and what? on that tarot card which it looks very familiar uh from a deck that you are that you recognize uh and on that card, it is the lover's card, except that it is the two of you on the card. Oh my god. And uh, he looks at you and he says that weird lady left this here for me and I didn't know what it meant, but she said that you might. I, um, I think I do. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he's gonna smile at you, and he's gonna say, it's okay, I know you have to leave. I don't want to. I'm really but, scared. But you always come back. Like a boomerang. And you hear in the distance a very loud, 
very obnoxious. Oh, because Daniel has peeked his head out to spy on the action. Oh, Daniel. Oh, my God. And and he's going to be like, how's it going? In which the barkeep closes his eyes and sighs a very angry sigh. Don't worry about him. He just got back, and I'm happy about that, but damn. Damn, (laughs) Daniel. He's, oh my god. (laughs) He's gonna kind of rub his temple a bit. And, uh, and Daniel is going to say, come on, Rennie, I need your help back in here. And then again, there's a very angry glare from the barkeep at Daniel. Rennie? It's not Rennie. What? Well, um, come know? on, Rennie! And he's very <laughs> exasperated. And he says, I don't like sharing my name in this business. That's okay. I, I get it. Well, I mean, if this is going to be a thing, you should probably know who I am. <sighs> and he kind of shuffles his feet a bit. And he says... My mom, my mom has this weird thing where it is not the gentleman. Greg, stop. (laughs) Distracting me. My mom and my dad couldn't pick out a name for me. Uh, You know, different cultures and attitudes and what they wanted their, their kids to be. Yeah. uh, so I have a very, very long name, but mm-hmm. you can just call me Ren. Okay. Ren. And then Daniel is gonna go, ooh! Which, uh, Ren is gonna be very agitated by, and, <laughs> uh, He's gonna like kind of look at you sheepishly, and he's gonna say, "I probably should go help him." Yeah, you're fine. I'll I'll be back in in a minute. And uh, he'll he'll nod and he'll say, "All right, I'll uh, see you soon." And he goes to help Daniel, who now is literally prancing about, all excited. Uh, do remember that uh, Daniel is extremely flamboyant, despite being like big and beefy. Yeah. Uh, and in a very sing-songy voice, he's very much going for like the Ren and Thergrace sitting in a tree type uh, bit. But he's going on with a very long dramatic name for Ren, which uh, the entirety of it, I will let you guys know, is 
Renart, Agrok, Oliver, Ulgarg, Lambert. Uh, and I love yeah, he has uh, multiple names of common, common and orcish. And uh, the reason that he has so many names is because it spells out Raul. You are welcome. Oh, my Yay. God. <laughs> Yay. I so, love that. Uh, but he goes exclusively by Ren. Uh, that is his official name. <laughs> now you know why you could not guess it, Greg. They tried. My players tried very, very hard to guess the barkeep's name, and there was no way in hell that they were going to guess it in its entirety. So Daniel is prancing about, singing all these names uh, more loud and dramatically with each word. Uh, and the barkeep is going to slug him a bit on the shoulder, but then they're going to put their arms around each other, much like in the... Um, much like in the photo that you are familiar with of them that uh, they keep in the bar. Oh, yeah. And, uh, they're going to accompany each other back inside. There, Grace, you're going to have a little moment to yourself. Uh, Dark Strider, I feel bad you've just been sitting here, man, but... Um, I think spurred, spurred on by Tiff's kind comments and then Fair Grace starting to think, sing her song, Dark Strider would have gone back into the bar to uh, find his friends and enjoy a drink with them. Okay, so Dark Strider comes down, the barkeep and Daniel return. Uh, they're pouring a round of drinks for everyone. And the group kind of begins to convene, I'm going to say. I'm going to kind of force y'all to, especially because I know we want to end by 10. So at this point, lots of shenanigans have happened. And Dark Strider has kind of gathered you guys around. Uh, Thayer Grace, I'll say you can join whenever you feel up to it. Yeah, I'm good now. Okay. So the whole group is together. Everyone has a drink in hand. And uh, I'll let you guys role play it out a bit here. If anyone wants to say something or if you just want a drink. I'm is just sipping on a drink. Is Kitten still sitting on the other side of the room? Um, No. It, when everybody started to come together at the bar, I would have gathered the Cubs up and came over and joined. Cool. Tiff hasn't really interacted with the Cubs at all, so he kind of wants to like check them out. Because oh, also, yeah. he's, if, he, if he's you wanted to, she'd hand about... him over. Oh my god! The bears um, start literally like climbing and wrapping around your arms, and uh, it's pretty. It's pretty cute and wholesome. They're being rather playful and uh, literally like hanging off of your arms. Tiff's going to be like, you two are going to be some ferocious beasts when you get bigger. But I've got not... a lot of growing up to do first. <laughs> he's going to go, he's going to like Steve Irwin, like, look at the fangs on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So Tiff's going to, he's going to sit there and play with the bear cubs. Okay, so, yep, you get to sit there and play with the Bear Cubs. Everyone is together. Everyone's having a drink. Um, 
I, I will say that uh, some of you remember that Dark Strider had promised to discuss with you guys what he had mentioned outside of the tavern. Uh, whether you push him to talk about it or not, that is up to you. But Halcorin specifically, I believe, would recall that fact. Yes, um, I would probably just speak up and say so. Derek, you had something you really you needed to tell us. I do, but before I do, I need some assurances. Uh, assurances as to what? Let's just say that I've been on my own for quite some time, and uh, we both know that's not true. Shut up. <laughs> Excuse me? I am not much of a people person, as you can gather. But, uh, let's just say I've uh, started to take a liking to you a lot. And it's been good to be around people again. But I need to know that what I'm going to tell you won't, won't make you turn on me. Are you a mass murderer, murderer of some sort? No. Then I think we should be good. All right. So as you know, we need to find the Cult of Umbra and stop them. I think coming in, we may have either an advantage or a liability, and that's me. How so? Let me ask you all, how old do you think I am? That's not what we're talking about. Indulge me. 30? I don't know. 30, 40? Most people would say about 40. Truth is, I'm, in, I'm uh, only 29. I'm far older than I appear. I take it you're a smoker? I wish. <laughs> Sorry. I was once just a farmer in Terran. But things were bad there. They weren't getting the help that they needed to fight off. Bandits and the monster. So they decided that they were going to take matters into their own hands. And I volunteered. They hacked into the Shadow Realm and put something inside me. And I've used that power to fight off. Their battles, their bandits, their monsters. But then they got scared of me and ran me off. Basically, evil that we're about to fight, I possess within me. What do you mean? I, uh, 
I take it you've noticed that I talk to myself. I go off the rails, lose control of myself. Yeah, it's quite a quite the sight to see. It's a little you bit become, weird. I'll, I'll you become your true self. She kind of eggs on in your ear, Dark Strider. That's because there's this voice in my head, this dark spirit, and we're both kind of vying for control. So, do you think you're at risk? I don't know. That's why I want to call all of you. Well, there's only one way to find out. Don't worry, Spooky. If you get out of control, I can take you. I'd like to see him try. I'll have to agree with the bitch on this one. I'd like to see you try. Her name is Bitch? That's what I that, call it. She's that's never hilarious. Well, you tell Bitch that I'll take her on anytime she wants. Be careful what you wish for. She, she, uh, she's taken that into consideration. All right. Point is, bud, Spooky, Derek, whatever you want me to call you, you're with us, we're with you, and uh, I personally trust you. Thank you, Tiff. Just know that we are going to have to keep a little bit more of an eye on you, but I don't have any qualms. For what it's worth, bitch doesn't seem to quite like what's going on with the cult of Umbra, so she's at least on our side. Sounds like that's probably a good thing that she's on our side then. And uh, she'll she'll just say for now, Dark Strider. Yeah, I think she'll come in handy. Okay, so you guys all hear this, and uh, Dark Strider. It seems like they're accepting of this. They share in your fears, but they also seem to. You all you almost feel like even more into the fold now, like now that it's out there and in the open that you can truly be a part of the group. Yeah. Yeah. So uh it's a very nice moment and uh as you guys are, are there and uh you're kind of just enjoying the moment and being together. The fears of the future are still there, and the cult of Loom- Umbra still looms over you as a threat, and you still don't have all the answers of exactly what happened with Fortuna and this time skip, or what will happen with the the fate of Naturai and the realms of Omnia. Um, but for a moment, it just feels good to be in the moment and to be together. 
a lot of good has happened. Um, hours are passing and there's still just a lot of joy and positivity in this space uh, where people have reunited and bonded together. Um, and it truly feels like a place that you all can call home. And uh, after a little bit of time passes, the uh, the barkeep kind of calls you as a group over, but he'll especially be uh, trying to get Theragrace's attention. So... I wonder why. Uh, um, some people are actually starting starting to clear out of the underground. Many of them are very happily drunk, uh, in a joyous mood, and there's still talks of a big celebration to come. Um, one that couldn't be prepared in a day. I mean, people are still sick, first off, and second of all, the uh, the preparations that are being discussed, it's going to be big. There's food has to be planned and entertainment and activity. Uh and it's something that can't happen right now, and you as a group are aware of it, especially can't happen for you because you have to go on uh, and make sure to eradicate this threat so that way these people remain safe. Um, and you'll the barkeep, like I said, he'll call you guys over. Uh, you're you're aware that. All of this stuff still hangs in the balance. And um, he'll especially look to Thayer Grace and he'll uh, go to pull something out from under the bar and he'll say, oh, speaking of that um, that weird lady, she, she left something here for you, for all of you. I, I'm sorry, I forgot about it, honestly. What was it? And he's going to reach under the bar and he's going to pull out this black orb. It's completely spherical. Uh, but it appears to have like a flat bottom. And he kind of slides it across the bar over to you guys. And uh, he, yeah, he hands it over and he says, she said something about, uh, if you needed to get in touch with her, I don't, I don't know. I didn't recognize her as one of the villagers, but you know, she left me that card and this and said that I would know to give it to you when the time is right. So um, he slides, like I said, he slides it across the bar in your guys' direction. Their grace will reach for it. She wants to touch it. So you touch it? Yeah, I'm going to touch it. Okay, you pick it up, and upon inspecting the orb, um, as you lift it up, you hear like a rattling sound. Rattle, rattle, rattle. And you examine it over and over in your hands, and you kind of like roll it in your hands, and you see the bottom of this ball and a blue triangle pops up. Jeez. <laughs> I love it. So her. And it says, ask again later. I'm going to look over at the group and I'm going to say, 
I didn't ask it anything, and it's telling it's telling me to ask it again later. And as you continue to rotate it in your hands, you will see that there is a number eight on the ball. <laughs> Does anyone know what this is? No. Doesn't look familiar to me. Huh. So, so yeah. uh, it's been handed over. No, it's okay. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. I was going to say, does it look like the triangle ever like changes or like does it move when it's being moved around? Um, I think you'd have to inspect the ball to actually gather that information. Tip it's will, uh, tip. possession. I was going to say, Tip will say, hey, let me see that. And he's going to grab it and like flip it over to take a look at it. Uh, you hear something rattling around in there. There's something in here. He's going to shake it a little bit aggressively, but, you know, it's because he's kind of a dim-witted. As you shake it, uh, the triangle fades away for a minute, and it pauses, and then a triangle pops up again. And it says, again, ask again later. What? I didn't ask anything. What Maybe are you talking about? something um okay uh who's the best do you shake it or anything yeah uh it again just pops up ask again later it is a very confusing object this is but stupid doesn't know anything it was given to you by the barkeep who it was given to by the strange fortune teller woman who had visited town. And Tip, I was going to yeah. say, Tip will just hand it off to whoever wants it next because he's getting frustrated with it. So if anybody wants to take it, because otherwise he's going to want to just like toss it on the ground. I'd like to take a look at it. Okay. Who's going to take a look? Uh, Tretha. Uh, Tretha, go ahead and make an investigation check for me. Actually, can you make an arcana check? An 18. You can feel that this object has magic within it. Um, and that kind of magic feels very familiar as the same feeling you had in the realms of Fortuna. Uh, you can tell it's definitely connected with her. However, with an 18, I'm going to say this appears like it should be some kind of communication or divination device. But while you can tell that it has Fortuna's magic, like, there's a disconnect. Uh, and as you, you shake it and you look at it, that same message keeps popping up. And it says, ask again later. And you get the feeling that it shouldn't just keep saying this, but that something is wrong. And on that note, unless there's anything anyone wants to do really quickly, I think that would be a good place to stop. 
would like to share those concerns that have just popped up to me to everybody else real quick. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Okay. Maybe you're shaking it wrong. <laughs> oh. I can I can just feel it. Well, Maybe she's not there. I really don't know how to explain it. Well, she was an odd one. I mean, she could just be messing with us. I don't know. Um, how about real quick before we wrap it up, everyone make an insight check. Fourteen. Sixteen. I actually got a net twenty. Nine. Eleven. One sec, my page is really Yeah, good. if people want to type it, that'd be great, just so that way I can hear. Thank you, Drew and Maddie. Seven. Okay. Okay. For... I'm going to say for Tiff, um, I don't know what Cholda got, or if Tyler's, there we go, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just going to be, Halcorn got the 20, you said? Yes, Halcorn got a 20. Yes, I did. Was it a nat or an unnatural? Natural 20. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to start with the others. Um, you're just kind of pondering this. Yeah, Tiff had mentioned maybe, you know, she's messing with you guys or you guys just aren't really sure what to make of this strange contraption. Um, however, um, Tiff with a 16, um, I'm going to say that you think maybe you should check some of the other things that uh, she gave you. And I'm going to say that blessing that you received from her is no longer active. Oh. Um, oh, no. Um, Halcarin, with a natural 20, you immediately start pulling out the slips of paper that had been IOUs. Um, as well as just a variety of other items. And you are familiar with prophecy and history being from Promesa Peak and uh, being just aware of culture as a, as a monk uh, and of magics with your ability to cast those like lightning strikes and whatnot. Um, when you pull out your, I know we had compared it to kind of like psychic paper. Uh, and I mean, you had created that map and everything. You look at the paper that you had received from Fortuna, and it's almost, the best way I can describe it is it's like static, or in the sense when someone is sending a text and you can see the icon that they're typing, but then they erase it. Uh-oh. Hmm. Uh, and everything is just coming through really fuzzy, whereas before it was very clear uh, concise, almost like brush strokes of like writing as it was happening, but now it's very muddled 
And let me see where the rest of my notes are, because with the natural Good 20... I have the barbarian memorize it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but with a natural 20, I want to give you some extra, so let me just pull my notes up here. I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, I'm with noticing that and looking at the eight ball again and seeing that it keeps saying the same phrase, ask again later, ask again later. You don't exactly know what Fortuna is. Um, but you know that you know of her powers since you've encountered her a few times now. And it appears that although the last time you saw her that she had been very fond of you and blessed you that she is no longer watching over you at the moment. Yikes. Oh. So you with the natural 20 are aware that you guys are probably on your own at the moment. I would probably relay that. Um, I, I get the sense that, um, the the mysterious woman that we saw is uh something's wrong something is amiss as opposed to when we first met her mm -hmm. up until this moment she's pretty much been all powerful um you if you you believe in the the six right halcrin um yes i do um however it's more in a um, not so much spiritual sense, but like, like I don't see them as like actual beings, more like ideals. Okay. Um. Well, regardless, like you, you probably don't consider this woman a god, although she had said that she wasn't. She had told Tiff, you know, you. I may not be your god, but I am a god. So you may not perceive her to be a deity. However, you are aware that she is incredibly powerful and that something very serious must be happening to happening to interfere with her capabilities, especially considering she had just ported you guys back into your bodies and gifted you with many cool things. Which are still in your possession if you received any weapons or any magical clothing from her. Um, those physical items have not disappeared. So nobody be alarmed about that. But yeah, the, the phrase ask again later just keeps coming to mind. And perhaps Fortune is no longer smiling on you as a group. Oh no. That's deep. And uh, that would be where I planned on wrapping it up tonight, if that's cool with everybody. So that way Drew can get some much-needed rest, and you guys can kind of ponder that. Yeah. Doing that for three weeks. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for playing. Happy one-year Omnia anniversary. Uh, and thanks for thanks for ten fun episodes. Uh, it's been a joy to be telling this story with all of you. And uh, I thought tonight was really fun and I hope that you enjoyed a little bit of some uh, wholesome interactions as we prepare for some very uh, heavy stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Uh -oh. oh, we're not going to be emotionally tortured. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs>
All right. Night, everybody. All right. Good night. Bye, Jarvis. Good night, everybody. Good night, Jarvis.